Welcome back to Superhero Fatigue. I'm your host, Ren, joined by my co-hosts, Christian and Jacob. And today we are here again to talk about Man of Steel. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> we've, we've been going through what seems like... Wait, wait, wait a minute. Oh. Guys, what year is it? Oh my god. Is it... Is it is this think, an, hold on, let me check. 2018? No. 2020? What the... I hope you guys know that both of them looked at their phones, even though you can't see. <laughs> no, as soon as I did it, I was like, nope, that's just today's date. It's Sunday? <laughs> oh man, I gotta go to school tomorrow. Uh, yeah, we've been gone for a little while now. It's, uh, yeah. it's been a, I don't know what it's been. We're going through a pandemic right now. That's where we're at. I'm not trying to assign blame here, uh, but... Jacob was, uh, he kind of dropped several balls all at once. That was Jacob saying that just now. <laughs> He's, uh, if, I think we should talk later about per- possibly substituting somebody else for him on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to need to get yeah, rid of him. We have plans. Um, but yeah, let's see how much has changed in the past two years. Um, I was living with Jacob. Now I live with Christian. Yeah, and, which is weird. Which is Great, probably for all of us. And Jacob, he doesn't—he's not with his girlfriend Audrey anymore. Yeah, no, we uh, we broke up, but then we reformed as a marriage. Yep, they are married. I um, remember very drunkenly dancing at that wedding. Christian yes. uh, officiated that yes. wedding. Oh yeah, I did. Uh, yes, he wasn't—he was not drunk when he officiated it. <laughs> uh, in case any state of Texas officials are uh, are listening in right now, the marriage is valid and legally binding. <laughs> yeah, um, that's the important tidbit. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's been a little bit since we've done this. We've all they've always had access to uh, the podcasts, our previous recordings, because uh, they don't have an iPhone. But I have never been able to listen to it until just recently when we re-uploaded all of our episodes on Spotify, and. It was it was quite the trip down memory lane yeah. just to listen to all this. I, uh, so to to get those on, I had to uh, record all of them by playing all of them, uh, and it was the biggest pain in the ass of my <laughs> entire life. And I would have to like start and then restart them over and over again. And so I am so superhero fatigue fatigued. <laughs> If I have to hear if I have to hear Christian using the F word six hundred times on Batman one more time, I'm gonna. Explode. Oh my gosh! I forgot. I I did not go back and listen to the I, first two episodes. Like, I was like, and and don't you either? I don't started. you either? Yes. Please do not listen to our podcast in the early episodes. Yeah, they're it's pretty rough. Just start it. Listen to Wonder Woman. Skip Spider Man. Listen to Superman and just go from there. Yeah. I would say yeah. Skip yeah. Batman and Spider Man, I guess. Yes, that's a that's a good plan right there. Listen to uh, our three hour diet. I always on tell Cat everybody Woman. Superman is the best like starting off point. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I, I thought that was a solid episode. It has really a lot good of uh, good jokes that continue. Yes, throughout the into rest the, of the other series. ones. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's where the Sky poem came from. Exactly. Uh, for those who haven't listened to our podcast before, uh, the Sky poem we we took it. From the movie, Superman the movie, the from the 70s, um, it's the worst scene in that movie. 
and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when I talk about a sky poem when you get there in that movie, if you should you watch it. But uh, so that's something we've carried over into our other uh, movies that we talk about is just kind of the sky poem of the movie is the worst scene in the movie. So you'll hear more about that. And I think that it's perfect for us that uh, Superman is a good jumping off point to get into the podcast because as we get back into the podcast, Man of Steel, Uh, boy, this is the sixth movie by Zack Snyder. It came out in 2012, I think. 2013. We we checked to see if it came out before or after Avengers and it came out like a whole year after. I have trouble remembering things about this movie. (laughs) Yeah, uh, the first time, so I watched this movie for the second time uh, to record this episode and I fell asleep the first time I watched it. Uh, <laughs> I was in theaters, and I ended up falling asleep while I was watching it because nobody needs a like one hour and fifteen minute break uh, for just nope shit falling down. Yeah, this <laughs> is. Uh, yeah. I I think I've seen it three times, maybe four. I just kind of keep revisiting it, or have keep kept revisiting it over the past. <laughs> seven years or so just to see if i how is much i better? like it yeah is, is that better <laughs> see men in black the movie for that it um, actually never is better no it's, it's gotten worse for me over the years yeah i don't some parts of it maybe are better but honestly it's this movie sucks it sucks yeah, yeah it's no fun for anybody to watch it wasn't fun for us i thought it was fun to watch the thing is it'll be fun to talk to make about fun of. yeah the plot for this movie is I think it's a good plot, but there are several key aspects of Superman's life that are just so horribly, they miss the mark so badly that yeah. it ruins everything else. It's it's just bad. Plus they just kind of hand wave the first, what is it, 33 years of Clark's life away. It's just like a couple flashbacks well I think that throughout. was mostly to avoid getting into the origins yeah which yeah. well they I'm just, fine with that they're but... doing an origin movie but they're trying to avoid having like oh here's how he started gaining his powers and all this stuff you don't really uh, see much of that in this which is God. which is weird because this movie does seem to feel like I have a need to see Clark Kent being born Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad they included that. Yeah, with like a pegboard for showing the baby. Oh man, yeah, that's oh, exactly. Dude. I have a. They use one of those pin boards as a sonogram. I have that in my notes. Yeah, because it looks exactly like one of those things that you would put your hand in, <laughs> <laughs> or or yes. face in quotation marks. <laughs> And maybe learn something about yourself along the way. <laughs> it's that same thing Buzz Lightyear got slammed into in uh, yeah. Toy Story 2. Yes. That's the first time I ever saw one of those, and I've been fixated on them ever since. I've never owned one. <laughs> oh, man, I had a, I had a, this gigantic one whenever I was growing up, which, believe well, me, having it be so huge, after you put your hand in it, that's <laughs> it, you wish you would have bought a smaller one. <laughs> You wish you would have bought a smaller one, folks. Uh, before we go any further, I, I'd just like to say uh, I'd like to apologize to all the Ghost Rider fans out there. It's the contract of San Venganza. <laughs> if you were listening to that episode, I'm sure anybody who knew that it's 
actually called that was getting so pissed every time we said the contract of Sam Madrazo. Oh, man, we're so, going uh, to get our asses kicked by all those Nick Cage ghostwriter heads. <laughs> yeah, there aren't a lot of people trying to defend that movie, yeah. but I'm sure that's irritating to yeah, hear. Yeah, definitely. To Either all way, three we're of not you, that we sorry. apologize. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, yes, this is Man of Steel. Uh, and like we were saying, the movie starts with Superman being born as a little baby on his home planet, Krypton. A little, or Krypton, if you're Krypton. Marlon Brando. <laughs> a little fully naked baby, yeah. also, which is unnecessary. The it's, young, it's, uh, it looks it like the, the Nevermind one. album, again. Yes, it does. Yeah, what is it, what is it with these I think movies? I made that same joke in the first you Superman did, yeah. episode, but this time it's more apt because it's an actual baby. What is it with these movies and trying to make me see Superman's Baby Business. Dick. Baby want, Dick. I was just going to say stuff, but all right. Um, they uh, want you to see it so you know he's circumcised, so they're paying honor to the Jewish roots of the character. Yeah, I'm sure that's what that's it is. That's 100% what it is. I checked. The first natural circumcision in Krypton's <laughs> it's history. centuries. Yeah, they make a point. Uh, his dad, played by Russell Crowe, uh, he makes a point of saying that Superman is the first natural birth in the planet's uh, history in, in hundreds of years or something. Yeah. Uh, all the others are kind of grown. It looks like the Matrix, basically. They're yeah. grown in these little sacks, and uh, they are kind of genetically made to do specific things. It's very much like a dystopian young adult novel world. Did you like, say genetically? Uh, genetically. Genetically. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm adding an, a vowel. <laughs> I'd like to add a vowel, please. Geonetically? Geonetically. I was saying genetically, but either way, that's also wrong. Miss Vanna White, will you add an extra vowel up on the board for me? <laughs> She's shaking her head no. Um, no. I do think it's appropriate that it starts with Superman's birth, just uh, well, I mean, the it start would be of fine. a movie. Look, if I have him being put into somebody's arms at the beginning, like Cal L, that's fine. But what I don't need is to see what's her name sweating and screaming which is another thing that yeah, I thought, we don't need like, birth yeah that's another thing that i thought is on this planet with incredible mind-bending technology why is childbirth so apparently incredibly painful right it's now because maybe because they haven't yeah they, they haven't, haven't had done a natural it yeah, do they not have a painkiller of any kind to just shove up in her spine they've got there? a pegboard <laughs> A little pin thingy. Jacob, how many times do we have to have this conversation? Drugs are for thugs. All of them. Robitussin? Um, it's interesting, though, that Marlon Brando plays uh, Jor-El, Superman's dad, in the original. Yeah. And Russell Crowe plays, plays the part in this one. Because Russell Crowe used to be a pop star in Australia named Russ LaRock. <laughs> no what? shit. And yeah, yeah, he that's recorded the first, the first thing I think of when I think that name is pop star. <laughs> and he recorded a song in the '80s called "I Want to Be Like Marlon Brando." <laughs> I have not listened to it. Uh, that's going to be a treat for us later. Yeah, I think. that's uh, that's one of those things like where you find out at the end, or where you find out that Ricky Gervais was part of a new wave group back in the day. Oh yeah, it's exactly. Just, you don't expect two it's drunk, like, angry assholes. It makes sense that they're in the entertainment industry, but like, I don't think pop star when nope. I yeah. those guys. Russ Russ LaRock is not what I think of when I think pop star. I wonder if he would be as pissed as like Mark Wahlberg when people call him Marky Mark. 
Probably. He yeah. would probably be surprised that anyone remembers. He would and hit then, you with a telephone. At well, yeah, he's Russell Crowe. He'd beat the shit out of you afterwards. <laughs> he actually did that, though. He yeah. beat up a guy with a telephone, I think. It was I a hotel know. concierge. Yeah. Hit me through the phone. Hit me through the phone. How do you spell LaRock? No. I'm looking at the picture of him back then. It's lay, as in French, <laughs> and rock, as R-O-Q. That's how stupid it is. That is almost Justin Timberlake's character name in uh, The Love Guru. <laughs> what is his name in that? I and why don't think I can it? say it on the podcast. Okay, never mind. It rhymes with La Rock. <laughs> and he's well endowed is the joke. What do God, you think it okay. is? <laughs> okay. There's a reason I missed that movie. Yeah, I, uh... Justin Lapinus. <laughs> Got it. I actually, it. I actually paid to see that movie in theaters. That's rhyming. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm real good at uh, it. Right. Anyway, this movie definitely came out three years after James Cameron's Avatar because this planet is full of these <laughs> Avatar creatures. creatures. These like, almost there are turtle yaks. There are like giant yaks with turtle shells, and uh, Jor El has a like a pet dragon. <laughs> it's like a. It looks like a dragon mixed with a. Uh, Dragonfly. I, gu- I guarantee. I guarantee. If the movie would have explained it and somebody would have called it his pet, he would have gone out of his way to say, "She's not my pet. We respect each other." Her name is Haraka. <laughs> oh, that's oh, yeah, that's right. Actual name. Her name is, name name is Haraka. <laughs> this is Haraka. I, She's my bird. Yeah, in my notes, I call it Dragonfly Batwolf. <laughs> Unlike uh, Avatar, though. These all these creature designs are completely ruined by the director's obsession with muddy colors. Oh my this god! This planet yeah. just looks Earth Tone the movie almost as miserable as the planet from the original movie. Yeah, I guess it is a dying planet, but I mean, animal life is still going about naturally. You would think that they would kind of be in tune to this planet's about to explode, freaking well, out. And it doesn't. See, I would forgive it for being on the like desolate planet if it got better once we got off the desolate planet, but it's still lots of like gray and brown once we're on Earth. Yes. You know? That's and it's called Snyder Vision, baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Zack Snyder is not our favorite director in this house. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they, uh, they're at a council meeting, I think, yeah. afterwards. Uh, where... Yeah, Jor El's like, yo, look, y'all, the Earth's about to explode. The Krypton. Yes. Yeah, the, he, Jor-El is trying to plead with the council, just like the original. Uh, the planet's going to blow up. We've mined too much. Uh, we've destroyed all of its natural resources. We should go out to other planets and colonize or try to like keep our species alive like we did back hundreds of years ago. Which is always the answer, is colonizing other places. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask. Yes. Make sure somebody lives there first. Just go. <laughs> This is a and this is a white man saying this. So it, it <laughs> to works. a council of white Historically, people. Historically, yeah, <laughs> and they're all saying no. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't quite line up. Wait a up second, you guys love this. <laughs> uh, anyway, his he's trying to plead with the council. They're basically saying no. It's too late. We wouldn't be able to save anybody. And then uh, in walks General Zod. With a terrible haircut, played. He's got the my dad works at Pantex haircut, <laughs> and Michael Shannon plays this role, and his overacting 
is something. Oh it's my God. It's a lot of emotion. I know. I, uh, I so I was poured reading, into nothing. I was reading reviews afterward, uh, and it said that Michael Shannon played this with admirable intensity, and I was like, absolutely not. No, <laughs> this is Christian Bale in Terminator Salvation, just <laughs> screaming his head off. Nah, man, he he hammed from from stem to stern. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's too much. Yeah. Um. Anyway, they come in and they're basically staging a coup, taking out all the people. Dude, yeah, Zod doesn't care. He just for, like first thing he does is shoot one of the council members. And yeah, he blows this person which up. I want to. I'm I curious think, why they're having this council meeting. What seems to be minutes before the end of the world, anyway. It's too late. I know our ships <laughs> can fly, but we can't. We we just can't leave. Yeah. It's not a good like. You don't exactly know how much time passes between this and them sentencing Zod later. Yeah. But anyway, he they try to kill the council and take over and everything. And he is with um, he's with Jor-El. He thinks they should get off the planet because Zod has been genetically made to... You said genetically. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I, think we've, I think we've found uh, one of the core memories for Ren. Some... So one person pronounced it geonetically before he knew the word, and that was it. Yeah. Okay. So he's... He's been made to, like... Yeah. Yeah. He's been made to... Geographically to... Well, geo- geometrically. Uh, Geothermically. <laughs> All the geo words. He's but been he's, made. Been, he's been crafted to protect Krypton. Like, that's his end goal, and is to ensure, ensure the survival. survival of his people. Yeah. And that is his whole goal throughout this whole movie that's like i th- i think it's one of the few things i do like about his character at least in the movie is that's a cool concept where this character isn't evil for evil's sake he's he was literally created he's, for this soul exactly. purpose he's yeah. kind of flawed in his creation yeah he becomes evil for evil's sake yeah, yeah eventually <laughs> whoever said genocide was evil jacob <laughs> uh millions of people we'll talk about it's, it <laughs> Uh, Genocide. 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 <laughs> anyway, uh, Superman's mom actually gets to say a few words in this one. She yeah. didn't say shit in the Marlon yeah. Brando movie. No, that's because Mar- I'm, I'm sure she did, and then Marlon Brando was like, I'm not going to be in this movie if she says anything. <laughs> I like how your Marlon Brando yeah, impression sounds it. like your Christian impression. Yeah, I, I like to think that it. Russell Crowe just got paid a million dollars for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Back then, that was really impressive for five minutes of screen time, and it's still really impressive. But uh, yeah, yeah, I like how we're like kind of laughing about that now, as if I've ever made a million dollars doing anything for a any measly of mill. Time. Yeah, I I haven't made a million dollars doing my job full time since I began working at age fourteen. <laughs> oh man, the and the Kryptonian Council is straight out of the Underworld movies. Oh, they look man. like the Vampire Council or something. They're all just in dark robes and stupid. Thing, and, I know we need it, okay. it might be controversial among you guys. I really think I dig the Kryptonian armor, like uh, like Jor El's armor, especially or Zod's armor, and or well, I mean, but like that yeah. kind of armor. Okay, yeah. I think it's yeah. Which, I, the only thing I don't like about it is that they CG it later. Yeah, yeah. but that just all just goes. It it's a good reflection of just how shitty. These council member robes are. <laughs> yes, I, I agree. It's like, okay, cool uh, armor designs. Oh, that's but, your leader. So, uh, Zod is obviously, you know, he, he kills people on the council. So, yes. I, I guess they take time out of 
planning for the end of the world to sentence him. Yeah, he <laughs> actually does take over at one point. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, Jor-El realizes, like, this isn't good. This isn't the kind of hope I want to keep spreading. So he goes to save his wife and his son, really just his son. And uh, his wife's kind of along like, the way, he rides his little dragon to go grab this thing they call the Codex. Oh my god, and it's like an old, it's like an ancestor of all Kryptonians, like a monkey skull. And it's got this is so stupid. I, this whole concept for this movie does not work for me at all. It shouldn't have worked for the writers. It no. has the like the genetic memory of all of Krypton in it, or something like yes, that. Yes, to better which... like code the DNA of all of these Kryptonians. Have you, you guys, have uh, listeners? Have you stopped giving a shit about this description? <laughs> <laughs> because we, I immediately stopped giving a shit about it. Oh it's man, so dumb. And, and so he get, steals it. Yeah, well, I mean, even before that, like when he le- like he's pleading with the council and he doesn't want to hurt anybody or anything. But then, as soon as he has to escape Zod, he just starts shooting everyone he can, like in well, the it's face. Zod has completely taken over out yeah, of nowhere. Yes, it's within minutes of him, like shooting the council members. Yeah. But and, then he takes his and, armor off to jump in to get the codex. And when, he, when Jor-El jumps in to get the codex, it says, you are breaking the law of General Zod. And it's like, how, they've already like programmed all this stuff? They just had it, yeah, he had it, uh, he kind of had it hidden there, and he just flipped the General Zod took over switch. <laughs> he just typed in the command. So Run, he gets Zod. the codex, and he makes, it back, he makes it back to his wife and his baby. And they use their computers to basically dissolve the codex and imprint it into their child. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so now he carries all of Krypton's history in his DNA. Basically. This is when you look up and you realize it's been 25 minutes and you're still on Krypton. Oh, man. And so Zod busts in with his people. They're gonna. They're trying to arrest him and stop him, but uh, Jor El launches the rocket carrying his baby. Yeah, little Superman. Uh, what's uh, Jor El's wife? What's her name? Uh, Ma El. <laughs> Ma El. <laughs> what is? Ma-El I've got Ma-El. it written down. Oh, Lara. Lara. So we've uh, got Jor El, Cal El, and Lara. You know. L. She is an L. Well, yeah, I guess. That's another thing, is they keep calling Jor-El L. Like, just his last name. Yeah, it's a little weird. Uh, but they mentioned that uh, the ship that they're sending Cal-El, baby Superman, off in is uh, using a uh, reworked Phantom Drive, which is also dumb. But it, it's important because it does factor into the plot yeah, later which in the movie. Also, I want to point out the fact mm. that this spaceship appears to have been designed just for a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think it was, though. I think they say that, though. I think He's been they planning built it. it. Yeah. He's been thinking, okay, i got to get at least my kid so off this we, planet. So we built a baby spaceship. Yes. There's, there's no, there are no car seats. On Krypton, he had to build a whole spaceship smaller. Well, then how would the baby see outer space? Because if you put a car seat in, you what have to... The, when you're a young baby, you have anything? to put it backwards. What does the baby need to see anything? For fun. <laughs> <laughs> what, is he going to enjoy his road trip? Yeah. 
I don't know. They took the scenic I mean, the whole route. thing is sealed. There are no windows or anything. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> he sends his baby off the planet. Oh, oh, that's right. It doesn't matter. And Zod wants to know where he put the codex, and he said it's The codex! Too... Yeah. He's screaming all this. Yeah. And where Russell is the Crow codex? Is like, the codex, it's too late. It's with my son or something yeah and so zod starts your reach yeah zod starts like screaming for them to shoot the thing down and i'm like don't you want what is supposedly in the spaceship yeah. you want the codex uh, also uh you're gonna blow it up uh, also jor-el gets stabbed in this scene and it, it's a real issue for me that stomach stab wounds always result in like a five second death in movies I yeah think, he's got like, like, like that's a, a assassin's creed type blade that's that a, like a hidden blade a, or like a uh uh, crossbones in Captain America: Civil War. That's also an example of that kind of blade. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's like a that's like a slow bleed out kind of death. I feel like that's not like a no. You, get you stabbed don't. In the he guts drops like a sack of <laughs> he, kryptonite. Dude, he drops and he drops so heavily too. He's wearing a full body. We, we like, actually armor suit. We, none of us gave a shit about this movie, and so we watched a recap of it just a few minutes ago before we came. Oh on man, because we I've watched, watched it like two, two now. Weeks. Yeah, well, we watched it like two weeks ago, and then had a bunch of issues trying to get this recording started again. Um, if we leave any details out, it's because we don't remember them. Yep. <laughs> it's because who cares and go to hell. Yeah, <laughs> pretty this movie's much. A mess. But yeah, so we we had to watch another recap, and I noticed that. Yeah, whenever he drops, it's like he's standing, and then he just goes, boom, down <laughs> the ground. That's it's stunt, hilarious. That's hazard pay for that stunt man. It man. is funny to watch this human <laughs> being because it's not CGI. It's definitely a real dude, but he just dead fish falls straight back yeah and there's like no give on the ground you don't see, he doesn't fall out of view which is no nice. it's just a solid thunk. so then as the rocket takes off and it's about to be shot down but the oh, kryptonian council has regained control this a, coup lasted like five minutes maybe it's about to be shot down by michael shannon's ships the ships that are shaped no those how, are uh, no no, no are that's those, later are those, those are later, later. Oh, man, I was so excited to talk about that. Not to... yet, but he's stopped by the council. Uh, Jor-El's dead, Superman's dad. Um, and then they, the council, yeah, is convening one last time to sentence Zod and his followers to the Phantom Zone. We where... may all be dead, but at least you'll be in jail and alive. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's, they're saving these bad guys and <laughs> condemning all themselves to die. If they had uh, waited, like... Literally like two more minutes. And boy, this it's like in Galaxy Quest when the uh, liquid comes up and forms around people to rocket them upward. But instead, what does it form into, Jacob? Like uh, the, It's forming around Zod and his followers to shoot them up into a ship that is um, like in the Phantom Zone. It, it forms around shapes that are somewhat bulbous at one end then kind of go in a little bit and have somewhat of a flared base. There's like a head to it at the top, yeah. and then like a long shaft covering most of their body, and then sort of a rounded bottom. I, I, see, it I wrote... kind of turns into Nirvana's Nevermind <laughs> cover again. I wrote Army of Butt Plugs. I wrote... What, I, wrote <laughs> I wrote Dildos. I wrote Crotch Rockets. That's just what these are. The crotch, crotch Rockets. That's the rocket. best one. <laughs> That's exactly what these are, though. They're yeah, just, they're dildos. No, they take, they're yeah, they rockets. take off in a in a swarm of dildos, and they're sentenced. Yeah. Swarm, new band name. Their punishment is to live 
forever in the Phantom Zone, which is I can't get into no. That. They're sentenced to three hundred cycles. Whatever the hell that is. Oh, that's a space word. Yeah, space word. <laughs> they're sentenced to three hundred space words, <laughs> and so they do go up. And right after they go up, Krypton goes up in flames, and Literally. <laughs> yeah, the did. whole planet starts cracking apart. You see one last shot of Superman's mom, kind of watching the sunset as lava shooting out of the planet around her and uh it explodes and that's it no more krypton superman rockets through space by himself there's a lot of slow moving and then sudden zooming in oh man and you and you'll get so much of that throughout if you in case you ever wanted to watch an action movie and you were like god i hope this looks like it was shot by my dad on our camcorder you're in luck because it does. Because <laughs> it was shot by your dad on a camcorder. <laughs> your dad, <laughs> Zack Snyder. Snyder. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so next we pick up on Earth. Yeah, There's on a There's a boat fishing boat. Named the Debbie Sue. I took, really note what of it's that, I took note of it for some reason. I wonder if there's some comic book reason that that's what it's called. I don't know. Maybe Zack Snyder's wife is named Debbie Sue. Who knows? Uh, but there is a young... Henry Cavill is working on this boat. Yeah. Uh, he's the star of the... Spoiler alert, he's Superman. I don't even know if that's a spoiler. Oh. But he's... Spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert, this actor Superman. plays this main character. This guy on the posters and the cover of the DVD you bought is Superman. Um, cover of the DVD I bought. And he's not being particularly careful on this boat because he's Superman and doesn't have to be. But one of the guys saves him from being crushed. Uh, Also, it's weird that he's working on a boat. Because no disrespect, but working on, you know, working on a ship like that, you are kind of by nature, you're pretty grizzled, you know what I mean? You're big, burly, and you know, you don't dedicate a lot of time to like grooming or whatever, because you can't. It's a busy job. It's a 24-hour job. He's the best looking ship crewman I've ever seen. Yeah. He is burly though. He's got a big old beard. Yeah, but hairy he's still, chest. Yeah, but he has a perfect has like his perfectly smooth little cheeks and yeah. Yeah, he's beautiful a, little American way eyes. It's, no no racist tattoos. No which <laughs> Oh my god. I don't know if that's what you find on boats. I've never yeah, if you couldn't tell, we've never actually been on a ship except We just have been around burly guys before. <laughs> Christian more than Jacob and I. Yep. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? Uh, it's weird because it's implied later in the movie that all of this stuff, including like him being on this fishing boat, is him like looking for clues to his real identity. Yeah, he's trying How to find out. How the hell is he going to do that on a fishing boat, though? I think he's tracing, like, he's listening to people's stories and stuff and learning. He's just taking, like, news reports, whatever, learning about... Uh, alien sightings or like they found something somewhere that's from from spider-man we'll get there we'll get there yeah eventually we'll get there but let me tell let me give you a little teaser in that this is totally unrelated to this movie but when we get to spider-man 2 it will probably end up being like an eight part episode (laughs) that's gonna be so long we can talk about ren and christian and i can talk about that trilogy of films for what feels like decades yes we and not be bored of talking about. yeah i know we know all it's our star wars well well i think star (laughs) wars Wars is my star wars i I said that knowing that star wars is everybody's star wars but But, no yeah that's gonna be probably the most fun that i have ever had 
So he's on this boat, and they get like a, a message over the radio that another uh, what is it? An oil rig is yeah. on fire and in trouble. Oil rig CGI is pretty good. They yeah, basically good turn That's around and yeah, and Superman's gone. He's not on the boat anymore. He but took his, off his clothes. Yeah, I was gonna say, but his shirt did stay behind. <laughs> so yes, he, he climbs up the side of this oil rig somehow, losing his shirt in the process. <laughs> it's important to note because I asked the question while watching. Well, well, yeah, why we didn't all watched this together. Why didn't he just fly over there? It's because for some reason he has not learned to fly. Yeah, he yet. doesn't know how to fly yet. So, so he's just he like swam, I rock guess. climbing up this oil derrick. Just swimming, hopefully in the right direction. I like to think he swims like a dolphin, where he's <laughs> leaping up out of the water. Uh, I also think that I felt a little bit jealous after, because right after, did he take his shirt off? In my notes, I have. I can't wait till Henry Cavill gets fat. <laughs> <laughs> just want this guy to get fat. <laughs> yeah, just I want, dude. You're you're a good actor and you seem like a nice guy, but I want you to look ugly for a little while. I heard quotation marks around good actor. What? I think he's fine. I've seen like The Witcher. I think he's great in The Witcher. I think he's a good actor. No. Man. <laughs> He is not an exceptional actor. I'll I didn't say, say exceptional. No, I think he's a good actor, though. <laughs> you don't have to be exceptional to yeah, be good. A, a good. A good plumber doesn't have to gold plate your toilet, Ren. He just has to fix your pipes. He needs to get his hands in my shit. <laughs> Ren wants his pipes fixed. <laughs> that's we've actually... Been, we've needed them fixed for, like, two that's years. That's a weird... That's You just tapped into a running roommate joke here in the house. <laughs> Breaking his pipes. No, no us just, getting our pipes fixed. Every time one yeah. of us uses the restroom, we run out and go, y'all, it still smells in there. Them pipes are broken. This... this this yes. is a weird house. Yep. In, in the context of our friendship, <laughs> it makes sense. But there are like there are weird voices and long-running jokes that happen. And I know this because I lived with Ren, and I have so it many voices and long-running jokes with Ren. <laughs> don't don't let him take me again, <laughs> dude. This this place is weird. Spider Man. It's like. <laughs> It's it's like there's actually something in the water here. Well, it's because you need to get your got... pipes fixed. I'll tell you what's in the water. No, no, I'll tell I was you what's gonna... in the water. My shit. <laughs> All of it. So anyway. So Superman's saving people. <laughs> He's doing a good deed. Um, My shit. And it's this is one of the cool scenes in the movie where Henry Cavill tears open this door for these guys that are pretty sure they're about to die, and he just walks in on fire, shirtless, yeah. just like, come on. And he helps all all these guys off, and they're waiting for him to come, but he has to hold up this thing to keep them all from dying. And so they get away, but he's caught in the explosion and everything, and then falls in the water. But Uh, Now I know what you're thinking right now. You're thinking, wait a second, but I needed to see Superman's childhood. I didn't get to see a child too skinny to be Henry Cavill in the future growing up. Well, you're in luck because the flashbacks begin now. Yeah. Yes. Flashback to him, like just it look honestly, it looks like he took too much acid and he's just tripping his brains off. <laughs> oh, this at little school. kid. Yeah. He's is just, that where? Is that the first flashback? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. one where he's like seeing through everyone and hearing shit. Yeah. No. He's just freaking out, and this teacher's like, "Clark, is everything okay?" And he's like sitting there shaking like he's been off heroin he, for the last three days. It's the scene from Daredevil. Whenever <laughs> Daredevil like it's the first scene gets from Requiem for a Dream. What are you talking about? When Daredevil gets blinded out of the hospital scene? bed and he's looking around and he can hear everything including like little cg spiders on the floor 
Anyway, that's yes. It's just sensory overload for Hello, this kid. Hello, father. I heard how you died. So he runs to the janitor's closet yeah, in his school, I guess. and then the teacher says, in. "Okay, class, all of you follow me, so I could go talk to this kid who clearly needs to speak with me in private." Yeah, I wonder if Clark's got anything going on that he wouldn't be comfortable talking about in front of all of his classmates. Oh my god, Clark's and mom shows up and she's like trying to talk to him. And yeah, I guess I guess she just. She doesn't just walk in. I think they probably call her. Yeah. She comes in. Yeah, and, and they she she's trying to like coax Clark. She's like, "What's wrong? What's or wrong?" Or she understands. Yeah, but she's just trying yeah. to like I no because yeah. I think this is the first. He tells uh, her what's happening, and she understands. Oh, my son is an alien that we found in a cornfield. Yeah. Also, so. for the record, if he's worried about the other kids like making fun of him, having his mom outside talking him down inside the janitor's closet is not going to make that better. He's exactly. Got, he's got this real dumb line too. At one point, where he just goes, "The world's too big, mom." And she says, "Focus on my voice." Let's make it a little smaller. Little island or something. Little I don't know. Island. Anyway, she <laughs> saves her kid from... And goes, it's a small world now. <laughs> she... Oh my god, I'm going to hear that my nightmare tonight. <laughs> she saves him from his Sorry. sensory overload, but she does not save him from ridicule at school. No, no she, does she does not. <laughs> and uh, I think after that, we cut back to Henry Cavill crawling out of the ocean... Um, and making his way on land. Naked and, as hell. Oh, man. His titties are bouncing all over the place. This guy <laughs> has the biggest boobs I've ever seen on but, a man. And mind you, again, Henry Cavill, don't worry. You're not fat, you stupid idiot. You just have gigantic <laughs> pectoral muscles. And then oh. he just steals clothes out of this random, the back of this guy's This like, guy who's van. delivering food to an elderly woman. Henry Cavill robs him of his clothing. Superman's a thief what if in he this looks, movie. Hijacks. He looks and he just finds all he can find is like a KKK robe or something like that. Like, I guess I guess I got put I, it on. I guess this will have to do. And then and the American way as he pulls it down over his eyes. Good God. Oh, man. What, I'm I not think, racist. Just a lot of people here are. Superman's a thief. And then... Uh, Instantly it, flat, it flashes, it flashes back, back again, again to yeah. his life. Uh, <laughs> Do these kids just like totally punking him out in front of this auto shop? No. No, no, no. Or is that not this? This, this is, is on the, the bus. bus. Oh. This has my oh. best oh. line in the this whole movie. This is the kid calling him Dick Splash. <laughs> That's my favorite line. <laughs> Which I forgot to mention that earlier when we talked about the baby dick. I meant to make a Dick Splash joke there, but... Yeah, Whoops. Dude, this, we I, got to it I soon guarantee, enough. like, thank God this kid gets his life saved in this scene because he's absolutely grown up to be a comedian because that's a hilarious insult. <laughs> yes. It doesn't even really mean anything. What's wrong, Dick Splash? <laughs> well, he ends up working at an IHOP, and that's the biggest joke. He's the manager at the IHOP. <laughs> For the record, the IHOP gets, like, four product placement placements in this movie oh man it is placed i hop and yeah. sears yeah. Uh, so you know how sears is doing yeah. good still how you, how you doing they literally just took sears. down the sears at 34 the sears outlet here in town and put up something else yeah. they probably bought all their stock well probably. the sears in the mall closed down a while ago yeah, it's probably just a big ass i hop that they're putting there <laughs> <laughs> no i heard we're finally getting a panera bread here so Ugh. Are we? I do not Is that a real that. thing? No, I don't know. I don't care. I ate there once and it was people fine. In West, people in West Texas, they have a thing where like 
like our city has a ton of restaurants. We really do. We have hundreds and hundreds. This of is hundreds. a good but food town. Anytime really a is... chain restaurant opens here, yeah. Well, but there, it's weird because there's like an actual, there's like scuttlebutt about it, and people are like, there are always debates about it every <laughs> time. There is, dude. Anytime like we got a uh, like anytime a new PF Chang's open, everybody is like, well, I just don't really want them taking money away from from the local businesses, but I really do. And it's really strange how opinionated people get it's about it. It's always that, or like I said, it's Panera not another Chick Fil A. <laughs> There's it's a not lot. Chick Fil A. You know what else it isn't? Dick Splash, <laughs> because it's not in this movie. Welcome to Dick Splash Wings and Things. So he's on a... this bus being ridiculed, mm-hmm. uh, and the bus driver like. Slips on some ice or flat tire. Oh, flat tire. A tire blows out as yeah. they're crossing a bridge over some water, and the bus makes a dick splash off the bridge into the water. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Damn it, Dad. Oh. Once again, like Superman is seen saving people. Don't get used to it. Nope. <laughs> in yeah. any of these movies. Well, because he saves people and then instantly is like being yelled at by his dad. Yeah, he's like, they do show him pushing this bus up, and, and a, a little girl sees him doing Lara this. Laura Lang. Lana. La, whatever. <laughs> and I don't it's, care. Which she's a character from the comics, but it doesn't it doesn't matter. This is the only time you see her. And, and uh, from Smallville, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's the, the main squeeze in Smallville. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, he also saves the bully kid, who was the only yeah. one that didn't. Uh, wasn't in the bus with everybody else. Somehow Dick Splash his... Prime, if you will. Yes. <laughs> Daddy Dick Splash. Daddy Dick Splash. <laughs> so cut to this crazy religious lady or something just I don't screaming at his parents. Yeah, why is she chewing My daughter saw what Clark did. Why is she chewing him out like he was, uh, like he had his pants off in a McDonald's or something like that, just watching people? I don't know, but he's not the kind of man who needs to hear this because he's already paranoid about his son having powers or being different, being an alien, and he doesn't want anything bad to happen to him is kind of what the movie's trying to say. Uh, And so having someone come scream about how his kid is different and clearly did something incredible just makes him more pissed and paranoid. why is she so mad about it? It's amazing. He saved a bus full of children. If that happened... She's 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 not mad. She's she's talking about... So I wrote down why is she screaming at his parents. Because she really does sound... The way she delivers that line, she saw what Clark did. Exactly, dude. At the beginning of that, she sounds pissed off about it. And then later she kind of... She's like, it's a miracle. Yeah, there's something very special about you. He did a miracle. Yeah, and she wants to turn it into like... She wants him to be a traveling preacher or something. And that's not the movie we want to watch, though. Like that guy from Star Crash. We're actually watching the Joel Osteen origin story. (laughs) Son, you can't ever let him in. You can't. He could convince people of that. One I day, know he could. Just, the ending scene of the movie is him in the mirror with that Superman curl going down over his forehead, and then he just cuts it off and teases his hair up into this weird poop. She might don't be, forget he bleaches be, his teeth, too. Hold on. It might be Pete's mom who is yeah, screaming. Yeah, it's Pete's mom. And now she's somewhere protesting to reopen the country. <laughs> in the middle of our pandemic. Let yeah. me eat at IHOP already. Yeah, just let know, me. I'm actually kind my of ex- son out of work. I'm actually really <laughs> excited to like record this podcast because it can be like a, a weird little slice of a little time capsule. Uh, yeah, yeah, it really is. It's like a weird little. It's like a, it's like if we heard a podcast recorded during like Prohibition or during the Great Depression or something like that. Although obviously they don't have podcasts then. <laughs> <laughs> but, Welcome back to Grapes of Wrath. <laughs> 
I'm your I'm host, John Steinbeck. Johnny Steinbeck. Pods Johnny of Wrath. Johnny Stein. Pods of Wrath. But yeah, I think this will be. I think this is kind of cool. I was excited specifically about this one for that reason. This is a little so, slice of the time. Yeah. 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 See, it's not so bad that we waited two years to record this now, is it? So Pete's mom yells at Clark's parents, and uh, Jonathan, Clark's dad, played by, uh, oh my god, what's his name? Kevin Costner. Played by dad actor. Played by by dad actor. Played by Waterworld. Played by Waterworld. (laughs) Played by Dances with Horses or something. (laughs) He he walks out and gives Clark a talking to, and Clark says, what should I have done? Just let them die? And he says, and I quote, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> no. Thanks, Dad. No, so, man, I will hit this part hard. I will hit this part hard during this my fixing the This is one the of film. those big moments. Yeah. That is just like... One of the... Superman does not become the great hero that he is without having those people as his parents yeah. in the comics. That's the whole point. And, yeah, that's the whole point. He's in, He's given all these values of, like farming like middle class america helping people doing helping the right people thing. yeah doing the right thing just and, and instead, in this movie it's just like this dad who i understand they're trying to say is worried about his son but the things that he tells him are just so opposite of what's come yeah. before it just feels like a real betrayal of the character yeah it's, and, it's supposed to be like his he's realistic like obviously he doesn't know how to deal with this you know, he's raising an alien, but... I guess in a way it works perfectly for the way they set Superman up in these movies where he doesn't do a lot of saving people later. Like, no. what you see here is pretty much it. Uh, he, uh, he does uh, kick a lot of ass. Sure. He kicks plenty of innocent ass, he I think. He does. Uh, we forgot to mention that never this come to is... work again, you hear? I despise this version of Jonathan Kent, though. Yeah, this absolutely. Is my least favorite thing about this This same movie. scene is one of the very first actual Jesus allegories with uh, Dick Splash's mom. <laughs> As it was in the Bible. <laughs> Dick Splash came down to Mary and said, your boy performed Dick a miracle. <laughs> but yeah, this is like the first allegory, which yeah. this movie is full of oh man some more subtle than others and you know the the old the christopher reeve movie was full of this stuff too but it's just it was better though the thing is as we stated in that uh episode of our podcast superman is a jewish character he was created by two jewish men as a representation to constantly drive this connection to jesus christ over and over in these movies really Feels a little insulting. Disrespectful. Yeah. So, uh, Jonathan gives him a talking to or whatever. Yells at him and then. And he, he says, Did God do this to me? Yeah. No, nope, but we will be making a lot of comparisons to Christ. Yeah, hey, let's not get existential, man of steel. Son, I hate to tell you this, but you're an alien from outer space. There is no God. <laughs> yeah right son i mean we this is not what's happening <laughs> oh god didn't do this so then we flash back to the present day and uh well clark... no because this is the same scene where he shows clark the spaceship and everything is it yeah yeah oh wow okay so because he asked did god do this to me and he says no let me let me show you a little something in the barn though 
And so he goes and opens up this part of the barn and shows him that there's a spacecraft in there and he is an alien. And that's what kind of makes him special is that he's proof that there's life somewhere else. Yeah. This movie kind of flip-flops between like being pro-science and being real anti-science. <laughs> like Zod and everything. Like it's real against that. Yeah. And then it's but of course they depict it in a negative way. So maybe it's like against eugenics yeah i i don't know i i think that trying to extrapolate a message from this movie (laughs) is i think i think we're doing ourselves a disservice here we really are i think Zack snyder might have been going for something but it's indiscernible to the human eye yeah but you and i but but we all know that Zack snyder going for something means absolutely nothing in the context of whether that thing actually happens or not (laughs) 100 (laughs) percent and the dad gives clark like a, a a usb a USB drive with his Superman S on it. <laughs> it's pretty much a USB. It's like this long cylinder thing. Yes. Which and... is a stupid way to transfer data, by the way. To have like that thing. I don't know. It just seems really stupid. It's a little to damaged me. too from the crash. I'm, I was always wondering like what information was lost in that thing. Uh, but he gives it to him, and then we cut back. It is to the, the information day. for yeah. how to achieve peace, Ren. Oh, that's what we lost. The cure for cancer is lost. It's like that episode of Twilight Zone. Oh man, uh, uh, he's in a bar. Yes, yeah. he's working as a waitress in a bar, <laughs> <laughs> a server, and um, well, that's what the S stands for. Server. Server. <laughs> On our planet, it stands for server. <laughs> well, here it's an S. <laughs> uh, I'm Amy so he. He's working as a server at this bar, and it's like up near Canada or in Canada somewhere. I'm not exactly sure. It doesn't matter. But Somewhere in this bar is a cage fight happening where one of the fighters has claws coming out of his hands. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my bar, freak. Get out of my bar, freak. That's uh, If you know what I'm referring to from the first X-Men uh that's uh th- that movie like that's one of the only times where wolverine really does like good animal stuff where he's like sniffing and you know kind of like uh like his ears are perking up for him like listening to sound his and hair I, and i love yeah. <laughs> his hair is perking it was just sniffing i, and I actually that's one of my that whole bar scene is one of my no. favorite wolverine moments in any of those movies i realize we're not doing that movie but i love that Let's think, just talk about that movie instead. Yeah, I would actually. It'd be more honestly, fun, maybe. Look, if you want to switch episodes in the middle of this, you know I can do that with X-Men. <laughs> I know. We have to do this. The people, they need this. <laughs> they asked for this. So he's in the bar, and there are some like military guys in there talking about something that they found frozen in the ice, I think is, is basically the conversation that's being had. Maybe so I this is me. like the next lead that Clark is going to follow yeah. to find Nimni. And uh, <laughs> we see a guy park his truck and walk in. I don't think you see him park it, but you do. Okay. He's, never mind. But you he, sure as hell see that truck later. Yeah. Yes. Because that's how I remember <laughs> you see, right, you see it. Right. And then it goes back to it later. So this guy, it's turns a lumber out, truck. He's one of the, the guys in the bar from Joyride. He's just like <laughs> a complete misogynistic douchebag. You know, they do when they can't identify the species of human. <laughs> what they do is, <laughs> um, and he, this guy slaps the waitress on the ass and, uh, Clark goes over to Defender, and this guy tries to shove him and just 
Clark does not budge for the at record. All. This guy picks a <laughs> fight with someone who looks like Henry Cavill. Yeah, for the record, no. Yeah. <laughs> In no world. I guess, you know, they say it's not the size of the dog in the fight, but... I mean, this guy really just needs to chill out. Yeah, but sometimes it's the size of the dog, you know? And then he ends up pouring a beer all over Clark's head. But I guess Clark's just had years of practice. Like, of pushing it deep, and if deep I, if down. I saw that, if I down. saw that happening to somebody else, I feel like I would like jump in and be like, dude, you can't do that. Like, He doesn't even have to do anything at this point. But nobody cares that this dude is obviously like messing with this dude who's just doing Except for the job. waitress who's telling him, don't, like, don't. She's... She's basically trying to keep Clark from doing anything. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. Like, why Why are you worried about what Clark is going to do and instead maybe keep Clark from getting beer poured on him? Because she his... doesn't want Clark to lose his job. Maybe she's worried about that. Why well, he... He, as soon as he walks away, he takes off oh, his yeah. apron. They throw a beer can at him, oh, and he walks man. off. And then you cut to that same guy who poured a beer on his head, walking out of the bar, looking over, and his truck... It's been turned into a pagan shrine. Yeah, his truck has been impaled. <laughs> Just with <laughs> dozens of logs. It honestly, it it's looks like... It's like a logging truck, right? Yeah, and yeah, he's used is. the logs to just completely impale this thing and set it up in a way that is very much like a pagan shrine. Yeah, Classic is. Superman impaling trucks. So this guy's he's out he of does. work now. He's, I guess Superman's not the only one who <laughs> lost a job that night then. Um, That's Now we get introduced to uh, Lois. Yes. And this is probably the worst character introduction in this movie. Well, no. <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> I, because I was messing... I, I made a funny shape with... Without the, having this. to describe exactly what happened, so there all, was tomfoolery with a mask. We're at the point in this pandemic where we're all very much wearing masks. We have been for a while. Actually, we might not have to for much longer. I don't well, I, there there are some things going on with numbers here, but uh, you like, still should. like Cases, number. Yeah, case you, but you still definitely should wear one. You should wear a mask right. yes. until doctors say but, and it, but yeah, so they're always handy, and I may have... Made a shape out of my mask that I'm not very proud of. It looked like a vagina. It looked like it'd be perfect for <laughs> And he was just giggling and rockets. showing it to us while we were trying to talk about this movie. I, I briefly had it, like, right here. I'll like, be it for a brief instant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but nobody looked when I did that, so I just had to show it I to do want to clarify that Jacob is the only one in a relationship right now, and not just a relationship. He's married. I love my it wife. It doesn't make any sense. It's so we weird. don't know. We don't get it. Uh, Help. Love you. I love you, baby. But yeah, Lois's introduction is given the least amount of attention. And yeah. uh, she shows up on the scene where the s- spaceship, or whatever it is, is buried. No way in hell would in they the let ice. a journalist out here, by the way. There's yeah, no way in hell. I don't understand why she's she's out there at all. Like, sure, she's reporting on something, but she's you're right. She's there to find a story. The military would never allow this. Is that how Amy Adams sounds to you? Well, no. she says, so if we're done measuring dicks, <laughs> when she's like trying to, she's being tough and the army general is trying to be tough right back at her. He's Maloney! Kind of, yeah, this is Christopher Maloney. My yeah. boy! Yeah. And she's Detective Amy Stabler. Adams, if we haven't said that. Yeah, huh? Amy Adams. Yeah. She is Amy Adams. Um, I like this too, because she is older than uh, Henry Cavill. Just like uh, Margot Kidder being older than Christopher Reeve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And you don't, you just don't see a lot of that. In yeah, but thankfully, usually, usually the man is a good fifteen years older. But as a credit to Amy Adams, Margot Kidder acted. She was older than uh, than Christopher Reeve, but still acted like she was fourteen years old in that movie. Rapist. <laughs> what rapist is spelt with one p? Lois. I thought you were just calling Jacob a yeah, rapist. What? That's a line from the first Superman. No, I know it is, but when you just said the word. Yeah, yeah, I was just, trying yeah, to say you, the whole thing, but yeah. Jacob, as soon as the word rapist came out of my mouth, Jacob went, what? He immediately cut me off. Check our uh, earlier Superman episode for an explanation to for, that. For rapist is spelled with one P, which is a line that appears in that film. Oh my God. 1978. Anyway, so, uh, so she's on this scene she would never yeah, be she's, at. Yeah, she's on the scene she shouldn't be at, and Christopher Maloney is like the army general or something there. He's, he's in charge. Oh, Colonel, Colonel Mariska Hargitay. Colonel Dugan <laughs> from the next Karate Kid. <laughs> Colonel Duke Nukem. I can't remember what his character's name is. Mil- uh, Colonel cares? Military? Colonel Stabler. It's Colonel Stabler, yeah. <laughs> Colonel Stabler. Uh, we will be referring to him as Colonel Stabler I'm from okay now with on. That. Yeah. They've discovered something in the ice. Lois is there to check it out. She uh, is told to shit in a bucket at one point. <laughs> she is. They say that to uh, her. Man, they also, the entire time they're unveiling this spaceship, it's that that uh, Zimmer single, like big single bass note soundtrack, wow. which I hate. Oh, I man. hate Bum. that, dude. Uh, Inception can go to hell for have it, for doing that to me every movie for like at least five or six years. I think that guy realized years. too that people were getting real sick or that God, his style man. was getting a little too I am so I, I got overdone. so tired of that man. Because it was imitated in everything or reused in every trailer. Yeah. yeah. Anyway uh, at night oh they also show that Clark is there like moving equipment around and stuff. Yeah. Uh, he's just on the scene and then at night Lois is out using her camera to like night vision around and check out the ship and she sees Clark up on a ledge making his way towards it. So she decides to follow him and then she gets to like this really deep tunnel in the ice that he's just burned in with his heat vision. Which the heat vision in this movie, it's it's intense. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh it's fire. A, it maybe it's not important, but uh the reason she like follows him is because uh He's not wearing winter clothes mm. in the middle of the Arctic. Yeah, she's like, who are you? And wants to go find out. I'm super babe. And the, the reason okay. she's following is because she looked and she saw Henry Cavill. And she thought, yep. <laughs> I, know what, yep. I know what you're thinking right now. And that's, does this Zack... I know you've been wondering because you didn't know. Does this Zack Snyder movie uh, pass the Bechdel test? And the shocking answer is not really. No. Not really. <laughs> I don't think two women have a conversation in this movie. Oh man, oh that's uh, we'll get to my Jenny side poem. might say a word to Lois or something at the Daily Planet. <laughs> yeah, but Jenny, a character who did not exist from the comic books or anything, a character who could have easily been honestly, Jimmy. If she if she we'll op- there. if she opined about the origin of the universe, it would not matter because she loses her Bechtel desk. Bechtel desk. Bechtel desk. <laughs> she uses her. She loses. Shit. <laughs> she, she loses her Bechdel test cred. God. 
later wow. on with my sky poem, which comes at the end of the movie. God's not real, son. You're an alien. I Sorry. What, I don't know what test you just failed, but you failed it pretty hard. <laughs> um, I failed my words test. Anyway, Clark has finally found the thing that he's after. Yeah. Some, yeah. He's looking for answers to where he came from and what he is exactly. All he knows is he's an alien and he has this little thing this USB drive that yeah. he can use to find information if he can just find something to plug it into. Basically. <laughs> just trying every computer he ever in the seen. world. <laughs> so, yeah, he makes it to the spaceship, burns his way in, and uh, the security system is like this floating robot that's really aggressive. Yeah, yeah. It's like... It's too much. It's, it's too much. It's very aggressive, but also it's tr- it's like trying to test him to make sure he's authorized. But the only test is like pushing that little thing into there, and it's like, oh, okay. And so, yeah, he he has to insert the USB drive in order yeah. to get the. Did you break that in half? What? Oh yeah, no, I did. Wow. Oh, um, uh, this ship is one of the ancient Kryptonian colonization were, ships. Yes, the thing that Jor-El was ships. trying to That's plead. That's what it's called, the yeah. scout ship. Yeah, he was trying to plead with the council that they should do that again. Yeah. And for some reason they said no. Yeah, but also for some reason he was still the good guy. <laughs> Nobody pleading for colonization in movies is ever the good guy, but for that some reason true. he ended up being We got the some good weird, guy. like... <laughs> I don't know what the morals of this movie. <laughs> Again, like the lesson to be learned is a little. I don't know what we're saying here. This well, is honestly, the same and, guy and who made three hundred. To be fair, Clark does end up colonizing another world and then just leveling the shit out of it. So maybe he did end up fulfilling his father's wishes in the end, after all. I did it, Dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this robot whips at him until he inserts the USB drive. It, it cuts. It, him. it actually hurts him. Yeah, Superman, hurts Superman. bleeds in this. movie movie which no unnecessary i it, i'm Kryptonian okay with superman getting so hurt get but he's not dude i'm not okay with superman bleeding before i really know everything that he's capable of in a movie you know what i mean like mm-hmm. I'm, if i'm watching this as a first time viewer like say that i knew who superman was peripherally but i didn't know his powers i didn't know his origin or whatever i don't want to know his weakness before i know his strength that's stupid sure yeah sure. I mean, I guess we've seen that he was on fire earlier, uh, so we know this thing is more yeah, powerful than that. So now we know his robot is more more powerful than a fire. <laughs> That's what we've learned here. Thank God. Oh, man, I can mark that off of my information I needed list. So then Lois tries to make her way into the ship, and the same security system is alerted, and the robot flies over to her and, like, zaps her in the stomach. Yeah. And the first time that Superman meets Lois Lane in this movie is him painfully cauterizing her wound on her stomach. With his heat Uh, Also, isn't it a great thing that the aliens, or the alien machine speaks English so Lois can also understand it? Right? It just immediately starts speaking English to her. This ship that's been buried in ice for like hundreds uh... of years... Yeah, I, I mean, and I understand movies will do that where, you know, they don't have, uh, they like, movies that don't want to subtitle themselves, they'll just have the characters speak uh, English. You know, they've been doing that for decades, and that's fine. But, yeah, why can she understand what it's saying? Yeah. And so there is kind of, like, a gentle moment between them. He's very much, like, putting on the bedroom eyes a little bit at her, just, like, not bedroom eyes, I guess, but he's calming her down, and yeah. it comes across, like, very, <laughs> very <laughs> sensual. <laughs> Sound. A little, oh my god! A little neck beardy, like shh, it's okay. You owe me 
is he clean shaven at this point? This. He is right. He shaved uh, before he got. I don't the... think he's clean shaven. I think he's just. He's got, got a like... little stubble. Yeah, yeah. I think Scruff. so. But he did shave the beard off. Yeah. when he became a waitress. Um. Yeah. So yes. thankfully, uh, did we skip the part where Jor-El uh, gets to exposit? During this part, oh yeah, that that yeah. happens when in he puts the USB in. Yeah, so we get we he get sees like ghost images of his dad from Krypton, Russell Crowe. Yeah, which thank God we get that so Russell that we ghost. can see what we already knew. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Remember, you know how they say movies should tell or should show and not tell, but the best movies show and then tell later the same thing that you already watched. <laughs> they show and show again. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he talks with his dad a little bit, and his dad lets him know, like, "Hey, I'm your dad. This is what I looked like. Sorry, I didn't program a hologram of your mom. That would have been cool, but nope." Uh, he uh... <laughs> <laughs> he also. You don't need to worry about meeting the. This is also the women. scene where he gets the uh, the Superman. She was one of my wives. <laughs> <laughs> you were born in my eighth harem. <laughs> Dad, did you say 8th or 80th? One of them. <laughs> one of those Which two. He also, gets one his, of many. he also gets his Superman uh, uh, suit. He sees it yeah. at this point. Which, I don't think he puts it on yet. D- yeah, he does because it does. he puts it on. This is whenever he puts it on and then does the Superman or the superhero landing but That's later. reverse. Is that later? Yeah, yeah he, because he's still with Lois. Yeah. Oh, crap. So, yes. I'm an idiot. How dare you not remember the plot of this movie? Look, he goes to the same place like eight times. I'm not that worried about it. Well, it doesn't help that... Clark I don't know, flies... How Clark, does he get rid of Lois, he, though? Uh, let's, I've, I've got he takes her up. to the medics or something? Uh, it doesn't say. Uh, she just... Uh, that's probably what he does. And then he it's flies just, the ship out. Yeah, it shows him activating the ship. With his USB drive. Uh, oh, they also say that the S is the symbol of the House of L at one point, mm. uh, which is the stupidest thing. Look, I, I, is that comics accurate? S, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, is, is that comics accurate? Because that's yeah. the stupidest shit I've ever heard in my yeah. life. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's just like a modern explanation for the emblem on his chest. It's real. It's stupid. Well, they make fun of that later in yeah. the movie. Yeah, um, I which I have in my notes. It's not even an L, it's an S. And I was planning on saying that during the podcast and then going, uh, uh, but instead I just got mad about it. Oh, man. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so he takes the ship and flies away with it. And uh, then we cut to Lois at the Daily Planet talking with Perry White, played by Lawrence Fishburne, mm-hmm. old Larry. Um, and she's trying to like say that this article that she's written about the spaceship should be published and he's saying this is stupid we're not the whatever the national Enquirer. national Enquirer. Yeah. you think that's a puff piece you're writing <laughs> i'm pretty sure we made a few matrix jokes we did this movie too, it's yeah. lawrence fishburne it's hard not to yeah yeah look i realize that he's done other uh, illustrious works like his work as cowboy curtis but I'm going to have to go ahead and say that the Matrix is what I know him for. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, so she's basically, she takes the story to somebody else who does publish it. Yeah, she sends it out to like some blogger or something like and that. And he ends up like, saying her name later in like a publicity thing. Yeah, which, and which obviously, gets her in trouble. Like the fact, if you're ever going to, I feel like if you're going to leak a story, don't like 
don't go to your boss and say, can we publish this story? And then when he says no, go to a bar, a dingy ass bar that same day and go give it to <laughs> say, somebody else. publish this. Yeah, I'd say publish this and then the next day be like, I don't know what happened. But... <laughs> Weird. <laughs> so she, she might be the worst journalist in the world. Lois, are you she's, aware that yeah. that's been published? She's always, huh. as, an, as a journalist in these movies, she's always depicted as being somewhat incompetent. Yeah, like she can't it's... spell in the original and this one, she's just like, she's dumb about her job. Rapist has one P. And the dumb stuff, like clearly nobody involved in the writing process of this movie uh, has ever been in a newsroom. Was it, a woman. it continues. Because <laughs> in the next movie, there's uh, Clark, you're on sports today. And it's like, that's not how, that's that, how works. that happens. I think you get hired on as a sports journalist specifically. Who knows? Anyway, you Clark, uh, we come you back know to somebody that knows, right? Hold on, Basically that guy the, Clark the that you work with, the symbol from his family, the L, <laughs> the L, <laughs> which is an S on his chest. Looperman. Uh, what if what if Jor-El's suit had nipples on it, <laughs> like old Batman movies? <laughs> What if they were pierced? Pierced nipples on his suit to (laughs) update it for modern times. bars. (laughs) And he walks outside, and it's got a cape. I don't know why the cape is added to it exactly. Uh, Because Superman has a cape. That's it. (laughs) Full stop. (laughs) Uh, But this is the best scene in the movie, hands down. Oh, when he's learning to fly? Yeah, he walks outside and he's learned from his dad. There's a little voiceover of his dad telling him that he can soak in the uh, radiation from the sun, the energy from the sun, and it will increase his powers. Basically that he's been soaking in the sun his entire life and building Uh... up these powers. Yeah, it's basically like him saying, dude, yeah, just keep pushing your limits. And go find out what you can do. Yeah. And so he walks outside. I don't know where he's moved the ship to. Just mm. another icy place. More Canada. I don't know if they ever say. Uh, but he walks outside and bends down and puts his fist on the ground and the rocks around his fist start like moving around. Yeah, we've which, we've, we've talked, talked about superhero landings, landings before where, you know, you, you know, know what I'm talking about, about where a superhero pose. comes down, they have their fist on the ground. The Iron Man. Yeah, the Iron Man. He does this. It's interesting that he does this superhero landing, but in reverse. He yes, begins in that pose starting. and then launches back up. Uh, like a track runner or something. <laughs> and uh, he doesn't fly at first. No, he, he leaps way up into the air and he crashes. He ruins some family's favorite mountain to climb on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it just completely destroys this thing. Kills there's the man this, up there proposing to his girlfriend. Yeah, there's, <laughs> el- there's some elderly couple who finally got to like do this big life event together. <laughs> Sorry. And Sorry. <laughs> Emperor's new groom. <laughs> he, uh, he just keeps trying, keeps leaping into the air until finally he's able to fly. And just the joy on his face. He does such a good job yeah. acting yeah. the joy of like someone learning that they have the ability to fly. And don't we know get, that's relatable for all of you, too. Don't get used to this smile, folks. No. <laughs> You're no. not going to see a lot of Superman who isn't dour and miserable. We know what you want. You want uh, somebody who broods. And boy, yes. have we got some brooding for you. Yep. Oh, we got your Batman right here. <laughs> but this time he's Superman. Um, 
and after he learns how to fly, they we, we cut, cut to, we cut back to uh, the uh, planet. Yeah, uh, yeah, because it's because it's all over the news. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which is and this... Perry White is very pissed at Lois. For the record, I feel like in uh, a, a journalistic establishment, I feel like you don't learn about something from it being all over the news. You should probably know it first. Yes, <laughs> you should probably know it. Which they didn't it's all over print it, so I guess they don't. It's being released. It's more a shock that it's released by somebody else than it is that it's. A story, a thing that's happening. It's just yeah. out of every line they could have written to take place inside of a bustling newspaper newsroom, they chose it's all over the news. <laughs> no, that's later. And so that's when Zod shows up. So basically, it's oh, there's there are aliens on Earth? Question mark. Yeah. Um, and then Lois, I can't remember how she gets out of this situation exactly with her boss, but he she, su- he, she's he suspends her. That's right. For yeah. three weeks without pay. And so uh, she takes it on herself to keep investigating because she's stubborn like that, and uh, or a good journalist, however you want to look at it. Eventually, <laughs> she's led to dick and, splash himself. Yes, and I've got in my notes, Pete Ross looks like. And then nothing after that. I don't know what I was going to go with. Maybe but you just couldn't think of a description. He's, uh, Pete Ross looks like... And then he just threw up. He is a red-headed guy in his 30s. Yeah. And he's managing an IHOP. And his life has gone exactly to plan. That leads, him, leads, her to, leads Lois to Martha, who she interviews through her screen door. And all I was thinking is the uh, Friday the 13th remake when the lady through the screen door says, Round here, people go missing, they don't come back. He just wants to be left alone. <laughs> I'm sorry, who? Who wants? <laughs> and, uh, but she learns enough about Martha mm-hmm. uh, to take her to Jonathan's gravestone. Her husband, her late husband's gravestone. Where Clark just so happens to be hanging out. And, uh, which, and he does like that. Uh, and I swear, anytime, like, this has happened several times in pieces of media where, like, uh, you know, somebody who's uh, looking for somebody finds them at, like, their parents' gravesite or something. And it's always yes. that, how did you find me? You know, <laughs> they turn I, around and he's got kind of the Marvel uh, undercover disguise, which is a cap pulled down low near, like, covering his eyes a bit. Doing the Nicole Richie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh that's the simple life. <laughs> and so uh he, he grew up on a farm, so kinda starts explaining himself to her a little bit and we cut to another flashback uh, where he is uh he, Clark and Jonathan, his dad, are having a uh Cliff Robertson, Toby Maguire argument in the car. Yeah. And uh basically like you're not my real dad type stop of stop pretending to be yeah <laughs> and uh this is i think clark's going off to college at this point uh he's yes. wearing like a university yeah, sweater i, I believe think. kansas state university something like that ksu anyway go, go mascots go mascots <laughs> <laughs> go polecats go pigs polecats <laughs> Uh, go pigs? Is that what you were gonna say? <laughs> go pigs. Go pro lifers. <laughs> when you said pro, I did pro. I, I did not think you were gonna say pro lifers. 
<laughs> so they, right. they get to like a, a traffic jam on the highway. <laughs> and uh, it turns out there's there's a twister. There's a twister in the area, a tornado. <laughs> Bill Paxton's on the scene already. Thank God. And Carrie Elwes is there. God, R.I.P. to Bill Paxton. R.I.P. to Carrie Elwes. He's... R.I.P. to Helen Hunt. He's alive. R.I.P. to uh, everyone in that. <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, man. Philip Seymour Hoffman is dead. But half of those other people are not. <laughs> we'll let you guess which half. And so they got to get off the highway and get under an overpass, which I don't which, think by the way, they are supposed yeah, to do They now. tell you to not do that. In, anytime there's like a... Like, uh, like a weather person that's talking about what to do during it. We have a lot of tornadoes here. I'm old enough, though, where this was advice I was given as a kid. Yeah, me too. an overpass. I was given this advice. Yeah, and I've definitely heard. I feel like it's kind of like a folk thing. You know what I mean? It's it like must be. Yeah, but like anytime you talk to somebody who knows what to talk about, they're like, no, don't get under the overpass. This isn't a lightning storm, sir. <laughs> Drive as far away as you can. Yeah, drive the opposite direction. Yeah, I like how, yeah, the tornado's coming, so everybody just stops their cars. <laughs> I could lose an automobile. <laughs> um, and so they're running for the overpass. Clark's helping his mom, and the dad goes back to help the dog out of the car. I hate this trope in movies, helping yeah. the dog. It's like, uh, listen, I love dogs to death. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is a golden retriever, which I love golden retrievers. Your parents have a golden retriever. They have two yeah. of them. Yeah, the family, yeah, the and family, Mandy. And Mandy. Friends, family dogs are golden retrievers, but look. But the dog gets I denied. love my dad more than I love either of those dogs. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to. <laughs> so the dad runs back to go get the dog, and... What, uh, he gets caught up somehow in this stupid thing. Oh, he hurts his foot. He gets pinned in uh, for a minute. Yeah, and it, it like crushes his ankle. Yeah. yeah. And so he turns back towards Clark and the mom, and Clark is like moving forward like he's about to go do something. And then this is my sky poem. This is my sky poem. This is the dad holding his hand out at Clark and just shaking his head no. He wants him to keep his identity secret. He loves his son too much to see him taken away or experimented on or something. Uh, and he just wants him to be safe is kind of what they're saying. But this is just... Look, human beings do incredible things whenever they are like hopped up on adrenaline or something like yeah. that. And you could absolutely chalk that up to that. You don't need to let this man die. Have Clark run into the tornado with his dad, shelter him... And then they can just fly off or disappear. I guess he can't fly yet, but just like super speed away or something so people don't see what you there, did. There are um, a thousand easy ways out of this scenario. If in people which made they it out of that alive, I'd be like, oh my God, I can't believe they made it. But they did. Yeah, I but nobody's, it. Yeah. yeah, but nobody nobody asks the question like, did you, uh, hey, did you have superpowers and that's how you got out? Mr. <laughs> Kent, how exactly did you rescue your father? Uh, I, I was hopped up on meth. <laughs> I don't know if that he wants his son being known Kansas. for that. <laughs> <laughs> apologies to our listeners from Kansas. Yeah, apologies to those to those people. Apologies to those <laughs> listeners. Um, but in the original movie, his dad dies of a heart attack, which yeah. is something that Superman, with all of his abilities, cannot stop. And I think that's... Just it's a better lesson for the character to learn that 100%. he does have limitations. Yeah. And in this, it's just such a needless death. And Clark's just standing there crying, watching his dad die. And it's like, you can, 
you can save him. You're choosing not to. He's yeah. telling you not to, but oh. you can choose to go against his orders. Here. Oh, you, you grown man, you're you're just gonna like whenever your dad says no, you're just gonna say, well, dad said no, I can't. This isn't like this is the moment in the movie where he decides, you know what, I'm done hiding. I can do something. And it's like, who? How many of these people know who we are? We're stopped randomly on the highway. <laughs> on a road. <laughs> Anyway, his Worst dad case gets scenario, killed. he just heat visions all of them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Forget. It's like men in black, but he just completely murders these murders people. them. This is just the tornado. <laughs> <laughs> Bright burn. The tornado's so hot. Um, and so yeah, his dad dies. I don't know if it cuts back to Lois. It does. Yeah, and he's like, and that's I couldn't say my dad. And that's the story of my dad dying in a tornado. <laughs> that's the story of my dad needlessly dying. I asked you about your superpowers, but... <laughs> but okay. You, you gave me an example of definitely not using... I think it's her saying, like, why are you hiding? And he says... <laughs> because my dad died in a tornado. <laughs> <laughs> my dad got NATO'd, so... <laughs> Don't get it twisted. <laughs> As the tornado comes over the cars, you just hear... Ah! <laughs> oh but don't worry guys the dog makes it out alive thank yeah. god and then dies three years later of natural causes you know like jonathan kent could have uh so we go back to the daily bugle and uh michael the kelly daily, the daily planet oh yeah sorry spider <laughs> spider-man whoops uh, we go back to the Daily Planet, and Michael Kelly plays a small part as one of Lois's co-workers, and he was CJ, the head mall security guard in Zack Snyder's remake of Dawn of the Dead, which is still his best movie. Yeah. Uh, but he's he, it's a nothing role, basically. He's just telling her, like, hey, Perry's pissed at you, and He's I just don't know. kind of the flirty guy at the office. Yeah. Constantly trying to get Lois to go out with him. So he also fails the Bechdel test. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Ooh, but now, uh, isn't the next thing we go back to Kansas after yeah, they're in the news? I don't remember what's established there at the Daily Planet at I, all. Uh, I think we see the. the oh no 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 no! Uh, this it's established is, that the ship is there. Right? Yeah, this is when Lois comes in. She's off of being suspended. This is when it's all over the news. Yeah, and the guy's like, "Have you not heard? It's all over the news. No, you I'm, are the news. Yeah." <laughs> It's all over the us. It's all over us. <laughs> We're covered in it. We're covered have you not in heard aliens. what I've been saying? Uh, have you not been keeping track of work emails even though you're on like <laughs> Even suspension? though we made you stay home from work? <laughs> Lois, that's your problem. You don't listen. Just like a woman. Just kidding. That's the older Superman movie. And it shows the, yeah, it shows the ship in the sky and then it cuts to a, uh, a scanner in the office of yeah. the Daily Bugle. <laughs> you said the Daily Bugle again. Oh my god. <laughs> the Daily Planet. And uh, it says warning out of toner. <laughs> like somebody thought that was a good transition to this like enemy ship. Warning out of toner. And then Lars is about to be out of toner. If by toner you mean humans. <laughs> And then we have Superman at home with his mom back in Kansas drinking Budweiser. Superman's beer of choice. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if they uh, sponsored this like they sponsor every goddamn thing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they did exactly that. IHOP! Seriously! 
<laughs> Sears will still be in business eight years from now, seven years from now. I actually showed up. I'm watching the waveform of the audio as we're recording it, and I showed up on both of your mics saying IHOP. Good. Uh, we don't want to lose that. <laughs> Uh, but, so the TV message comes up, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so Zod, uh... He, he has, gives... like, control over television and stuff. Like, he makes people's phones stop that's, working. That's his superpower. <laughs> that's his... <laughs> control over fly. televisions. <laughs> he decides if you're subscribed to HBO or not. <laughs> Season 8 never happened. But, yeah, Zod is back somehow. How? We'll find out. <laughs> and so... Um, he does. He does a message on the TV, basically saying that they need to, that Earth needs to give up Cal Hell. Uh, and this was like the first teaser released for this movie. Yeah. They released uh, part of Zod's message. Which, by the way, I actually really like the way that this message came across because that would scare the shit out yeah. of me. <laughs> out of everyone. That would be horrifying. This I, is one of the like shiny parts of the movie this is a little diamond and it's translated yeah, I like it in a lot. every yeah. country they show it uh in different languages every country zod's speech is given and uh and how do, it's a good thing they know so much about earth huh yeah <laughs> right <laughs> oh wow our technology is perfect for like interfering with theirs hmm. uh and also this is where we when we go back to the bugle we kind of keep cutting back and forth to yeah. planet actions <laughs> ah <laughs> That's gonna be. Listen, that's he be, works at a newspaper. That's for the record. So we <laughs> we, we often do we often do like little uh, little stinger audio tracks at the end of <laughs> it's our. It's gonna be uh, me making that. It's gonna noise. be Rain going, <laughs> <laughs> like, coughing Yoda. The important thing though is that Perry White wears an earring. <laughs> God, <laughs> I th I'm sure it's just Lawrence Fishburne has an earring. Yeah, and they said, nah, you don't have to take it out. It's just Perry White. Do I need to take it out? Uh, I, I will. So, so yeah. So we cut back. We cut back to the Daily Planet, uh, where the FBI is showing up. This is actually where we see Woodburn has sold out Lois Lane. Yeah. And yeah. The FBI knows that she has more information than she's given. Yeah. No. As this they... is at her house afterwards. The FBI goes to her house to arrest oh, okay. her. Okay. I don't care. <laughs> But also, they're trying to take her by surprise, but they're all wearing jackets that say FBI on them in really huge yellow letters. I've always thought that that was stupid. Like, why wear a jacket? I don't know if you have to identify yourself as you a cop You don't. Somewhere. You absolutely do not. Why wear a jacket that says cop? Cop. <laughs> if you're trying to surprise someone. I mean, you have to wear uniforms. Uh, I mean, not if you're undercover or something like that. But you know? they're not undercover. I'm just saying, if, if you don't even have to be undercover, you can be a plain clothes. In yeah, I'm, just saying I'm sure it's mostly just to hey, get out of our way. We are here on a. But I'm, I'm just saying, if you're trying to like take somebody kind of clandestine, you know, yeah, wearing giant letters that say like, FBI. It's on like them. Chris Cooper in uh, <laughs> the Born Identity saying, "What's the French word for stakeout? Why not just put up a sign that says Born Don't Come Back.'" <laughs> Because the police do such a shoddy job just surrounding the building that they know he's going back to. Um, anyway, the, yeah, Woodburn sells out Lois Lane. He's yeah. the creepy, uh, not creepy, the he's just guy. like the shady blogger dude. Yeah, um, He's the Alex Jones of these movies. And then we cut to Clark reading Plato. I'm like... I don't know what connection Zack Snyder's trying to make here. He's not reading. Exactly. He's not reading like writings by Plato. He's just reading the back of one of the little cans. One of the cans. <laughs> no, he's just holding Plato in his hand, trying to read words in it, and just crushing he's making it. Making it into the Superman S, and then saying L. 
And his mom just goes, now, Clark, we talked about this. <laughs> she pulls his out. mom is Diane Lane. I don't know if we yeah. said yeah. that. She pulls out hooked on phonics VHSs from the closet. <laughs> <laughs> or baby Einstein. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Clark goes and seeks advice from a priest and reveals his <laughs> idea, like to, to decide what he's going to do. And he tells the priest that he's the one they're looking for. And I do like the priest's reaction of just... Like hard gulp. Hey, speaking of hard, that's going to be hard to listen to whenever I'm editing this well, episode. That's a little treat for you. Um, and this is another one of the absolute stupidest moments in this movie. One because of the most obvious. Clark is seeking advice, and they've been making all these Christ parallels, and yeah. they show a close-up of his face, and in the background there's a stained glass window with Jesus looking up to heaven and praying in the garden asking God what he should do. And Clark says, if there's a chance I can save Earth by turning myself in. <laughs> I wonder like, who that's trying to mirror. I have no clue. Judas. Judas, clearly. The Judas way Priest. Cool band. <laughs> anyway, um, so he does decide to reveal his identity and turns himself in, and they handcuff him, which is kind of funny. <laughs> Uh, this is another scene I like. But then they go and put him and Lois in a room together. And I'm like, I don't think the military yeah. would do this. I don't think any law enforcement official on earth would do that. There's a lot of, why are they doing this? Why are they letting Lois on this scene? <laughs> and so she's sitting with Clark and she's talking about his outfit and his Superman costume and uh, about his S. And this always rubs me the wrong way. With her saying, what's the S stand for? And he's like, actually, it's not an S. It's a symbol. It's my family's crest, and it means hope. And she says, on my planet. And it's she's my like, people's symbol for hope. Yeah, and she says, well, here, it's an S. We'll get, there's a, got a lot to learn, Earth kid. Yeah, imagine talking to a foreigner, and you're asking them to explain something that looks like something that you know from America, and they're like, oh, no, it's actually this. Well, here, uh, we don't do that. <laughs> Well, okay. here, that's weird. You're here, wrong. that's weird. Yeah, except in Texas, it's just like, well, here, you don't stay in this town after dark. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, right. <laughs> Get gone. Uh, but they're held in a room together as if Lois is interrogating him or something. Yeah. This and is cool, though. Specifically, like. Actually, she's in a room by herself. And then a light turns on, and he's right behind her and slams her head into the table. God. Oh, wait, no, that's the Dark Knight, and that's oh, the Joker. You never start with the head, Superman. Makes <laughs> the victim go all fuzzy. Except Amy Adams. Instead of But I hate, especially in these scenes and a lot of other ones, because it's a Zack Snyder movie, but he looks so pale. Yeah. Like it looks like we actually got the Tim Burton Superman after all, <laughs> because he's just <laughs> the pale Cage white. Superman. Yeah, I do love when he stands up save the Earth. to talk to the people interrogating him, though, and uh, he just he breaks the cuffs. Yeah, he's letting them know, like, listen, I can see you through this two-way mirror. Uh, I know exactly who's standing on the other side, and it's like this scientist and this uh, general. A black guy who was supposed to be... Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Later on. That was going to be revealed later. Um, but the big... Release the Snyder Cut. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, so, it's getting released. So, for the record, we live in a world where the Snyder Cut of Justice League just got announced. We're going to have two crappy is, versions of yeah, Justice is, League. Which is just 
fantastic, I that guess. That means, and how long is it going to be? Um, I've heard four and a half hours, oh but I've also God, heard, God, I've man. also heard they're going to release it as like a series, a four part series, like with the Hateful Eight extended Don't edition. need it. Yeah. Why don't they release it? As I was fine with the movie. Hateful Eight. They but... should release it into a trash can somewhere <laughs> and then Just, set it on fire. Yeah. You know how sometimes when you're fishing, you keep some of them, but then you throw the rest of them back. <laughs> Just throw this is one of those. Back. Yeah. I don't need, if you can't tell a good story in the time that you're given like a a decent mention, movie time not to mention the unlimited budget that you're almost certainly given yeah you got two hours buddy yeah and there's so much unnecessary yeah. crap crammed into there, these movies there are decades and decades all, over a century now of filmmakers do, telling incredible stories within you know an hour and a half to, to three hours of, of runtime. Yes. and if you need more time than that if you if not if you want more time because sometimes movies run longer than that but if you need more time than that to make your movie better rewrites rewrite it well <laughs> i he he's not really making his movie better he's just making his movie cuz justice league he dropped out partway through and uh, it got finished by Joss Whedon which doesn't make look two shitty justice league movies are going to exist on the same planet and <laughs> i'm not it. excited for either of them it's going to be more dour t- terrible crap yeah i wonder uh, if anything's going to be gray or and there are kind of rumors right now that ben affleck's going to come back as batman in that but who wants that i don't who's asking for it some people who is demand i just don't like they go on customer demand. does he like, look great in the, in the batman suit sure but like they're I in think... the business of making money and i don't know of anybody who's like just like beating down the door asking for more it's of just that. like a it's the vocal minority basically God, the man. squeaky wheel gets the oil God. release the schneider cut so anyway he's yeah he's being in in put in an interrogation room with lois and anyway he yeah he does see through the mirror and then he breaks the handcuffs to show him like, like it's nothing yeah, yeah like just, the way i remembered it in the movie the is table. him like it's like this big thing but it's just it's him standing. He doesn't even do that. He stands up and which, they break away. Which, to yeah. be fair, I, I actually like the fact that he just kind of stands yeah, me up too. and it breaks like a like string. And he's telling him, like, yeah. listen, I'm not here to hurt anybody. I'm going to turn myself into Zod willingly. Like, you can let me do this. I, I want to keep people safe. Again, don't see a lot of this later on. Yeah. Uh, but they take him to Zod's, like, a ship that lands and uh for the record my only uh i have three notes for the next hour of this movie and one of them is so much motion blur (laughs) oh dude so they he it's like in the middle of the desert somewhere or like a flat landscape and uh this woman walks out of the ship who is like zod's second in command her name's feora and they changed her name for the original Superman was, movie yeah, well, to Ursa, Ursa or something. Yeah. And I don't understand why they did that. There's no point in doing that. But she's Feora in the comics and she's Feora in this movie. Yeah. And uh, she checks out Clark. She she runs her eyes up and down this body, which it's Henry Cavill. Yeah, why can you, you blame her? Um, yeah, honestly. I ran my eyes yeah, up and down I spent, that body. I spent the, I spent the a good chunk of uh, the beginning of this movie as he's crawling up the oil rig being like, oh man. <laughs> god <laughs> he is he's literally on fire <laughs> um is that a fantastic four joke i don't know if you're it was it was intentional good you're not too bad yourself <laughs> oh my god that was uh, i know too much about that movie 
I I can wait to do those. Boy, dude, I would I I would love to do that first one. I love that movie. It's stupid, but I love it. So Feyora is there to get Clark, and she says uh, Zod requests the human female come with him, which is Lois. Why? And it's like, first of all, why did you bring Lois out to this site? And then, yeah, why do you need him? Plot. That's the yeah, only there's, reason. There's a whole lot of Lois being places where it doesn't make sense for her I to I think be. they're basically trying to hold her as, like, sort of ransom for Clark, you know, or, like, to make him do what they want I or guess, something. Yeah. But it's never really made clear. Um, anyway, when she says that, though, it sets up some tension between her and Colonel Hardy. That's his name. <laughs> Colonel Stabler. Yes. Yeah, I'm not gonna, yeah, I won't remember Colonel Hardy. Colonel though. Maloney. <laughs> Colonel Macaroni. Colonel Baloney. <laughs> and so, uh, the the first time I watched this, when they go on the ship, they put these breathers on Lois and Clark <laughs> so that they can breathe. Is that like, Dean Cain? <laughs> wait, what? Uh, the atmosphere on the ship is different than the Earth's atmosphere, and so they need to put on these breathers so that they can live, yeah. that Lois won't die, certainly. And Oh, actually, they don't put one on Clark. Uh, he's used to no, Earth's yeah, atmosphere. Yeah, they let him work through it. But when they first do it, you show her attaching it to Lois, and I thought, this thing's a bomb for sure. Like, they're they're setting him up. I know this is what they're doing. But they don't. It's really oh, yeah. just so she can breathe. Yeah. yeah, don't worry. The plan is bad. The plan is bad. <laughs> and then Clark immediately falls over and starts, like, vomiting up blood and stuff because it's he's gross. having some it's trouble. Gross, yeah. But and don't worry, because it's gritty at least. But he meets Zod face to face. And uh, now Zod has uh, my dad works at Pantex goatee to match his. Hairdo. Yeah, it's you can tell he's older because there's one perfect little stripe of gray right through the middle uh, of it. Man, I'm gonna tell like Michael. I like Michael Shannon. I've seen him in, in a lot of stuff that I really like. I think Michael Shannon's great. Yeah, he but, can certainly be great. Yeah, but but he's best he's when he's definitely... raging out, and this is not a good example of it. No, no, he's he seems like petulant in this movie a little bit like he's just hissing all the time you know what i mean yes uh but man he but his his costuming is stupid i'm pretty sure he, he said stupid. he hated this movie good i do too <laughs> yeah. i could be wrong but i think he did not enjoy his experience yeah good let's get lunch um i'd love to get lunch with michael shannon just yeah, me too. in general i'll pick up the check good god <laughs> thanks thanks Mike. for good service <laughs> He always looks and sounds to me like he's just got a little bit of tobacco in his bottom lip because yeah, his top he, his, because his he talks he talks only with his top lip and his bottom lip stays pretty much still the entire time he talks. You can, yeah, he's got a very defined upper lip. He does. There's Ren's, barely anything. Ren is there. doing the mouth right now. If you if you know Michael Shannon, you know the uh, mouth. You know the mouth. Yeah, <laughs> you know the you everyone know the mouth. knows the mouth. You know the mouth. Tweeted us hashtag you know the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> at shf podcast so he explains how <laughs> he explains how they were able to survive after krypton was destroyed it uh shut krypton. down the phantom zone yeah so they basically or yeah, uh, they were trapped basically in like this other dimension kind of thing something like that yeah. or like uh i uh what do you call it they're just like frozen basically and anyway it blows up that thing so they are freed from it but Frankly, then they're just drifting in space 
but he says we managed to retrofit the Phantom Zone projector into a hyperdrive. For the record, hyperdrive is a Star Wars word. Like, it's not like... Uh, like a generic sci-fi yeah. word. Also, That's a Star Wars boy, word. Boy, how lucky. <laughs> yeah, we were able to make this one totally different thing into a, this thing that yeah, we needed. Thankfully, this uh, this baseball bat that I have has a fully functioning gun bolt in it, so I could actually just turn it right into a gun. <laughs> and uh, he he starts talking about the world engine, and it's this is the introduction of the entire crux of the third act. But he brushes past it so quickly yeah. that if you weren't paying attention, you would not know what the hell was going on. I like to think. I like to think at this point until it, somebody says it outright, like, "Oh, they're changing our atmosphere. They're trying to make a new version of their planet." Terraforming. I, I like to. I like to think that maybe the editor for this movie, like if they're editing sequentially, was just like he was just done with this shit by this point. He was like, yeah. "Nobody's, nobody's, everybody's waiting for the next act of the movie. Nobody's gonna watch this." And then. If you yeah, got to the next I don't even act. want to do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like exposition. I don't even want this cookie. Little comment. And the way we see <laughs> this is the stupidest. This is such a Zack Snyder way to do this, where Clark is dreaming afterwards, and Zod is kind of telling him their whole plan about the world. Yeah. The what is it? The world engine that will terraform the Earth. And I, I just have. Is this a dream? What is happening? Why drown him in skulls to get through to him? He's trying to tell him, you can help us, and if you don't, and then it's just like skulls everywhere around Clark, and he's sinking into them. And yeah. it turns out they've like drugged him, and they they get in his mind somehow, but it is never explained. Like, technology, I guess. Yeah, the bad guys in, uh, in movies really have some trouble with positive reinforcement. Yes. Yeah, like nobody's ever like, if you do this, you get this. Like, I think this it kind of shows that Zod is very singularly focused on this singularly. one thing because he's so poorly made as a human. Well, I'm thinking Zod is... Or so poorly written as a character. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think say. Zod is thinking I can convince him he's going to care more about Krypton. He just knows brute force Yeah. to get through Pretty to somebody. Much. He doesn't know how to reason. Um and so he's also got this Kryptonian scientist with him that is very much like Nazi scientist creepy dude. Yeah, oh, yeah. that trope. Yeah, he's like a Squidward, Squidward from uh, Infinity War. Yeah. Where are your humans hiding? <laughs> Where are they? Sue. Alpaman. Sue. Soups. Soups. Cal. Soups, not in Kimmy's room. If you, um, if you guys, if you haven't seen American Crime Story, you won't give a shit about that, but it's funny to me. Yeah, Zod says me. he knows Clark was sent to Earth with the Codex, and so he wants that thing. Remember the thing you fell asleep during that I talked about earlier? He wants it. Uh, and uh, oh, that thing that's I'm in just got. I still don't understand what the purpose of the Codex is. I think I get it now, but I had to like watch some recaps. Yeah, I think yeah, I think I get it now that I've watched on. the movie, talked about the movie, talked about the movie some more, and watched like two or three recaps of the movie. Maybe now I understand this vital hinging and, plot. Y'all, I hate to read... say it, but we. Uh... We didn't have the proper equipment. We were going to record this episode earlier. You're our equipment we... manager. <laughs> <laughs> That's another callback to our original yeah, Superman yeah, episode. Callback to Christian's childhood. <laughs> or, or lack thereof. Or lack thereof. I grew up way too fast. But, uh... 
we have all spent like a solid two weeks dwelling on Zack Snyder's Man of I'm, Steel. I'm yeah. sick of thinking about this movie, dude. We had to I'm, wait for a power cord to come in to yeah, make this work. And, and, and for it the didn't record, work. For the record, the power cord, yeah, I had to order it so I couldn't test it before I bought it. And then once it got here, it didn't work. So then I had to, we had to go buy another microphone. And now I'm still having to like rig all of this crap up it's like all to talk about man of steel yeah this is this this podcast right now is held together by bubblegum and paper clips yes i don't know that i've ever been more excited all to watch batman versus superman just to have something different from man of steel yes. why do i want more um, i want more i just want different <laughs> so they they read lois and clark's minds and i think they read hers so they can know learn about the adventures Ooh, of Lewis it's, and clark it's so they can find out we forgot to out. mention uh, clark hands her oh, the, the, uh, the, the little usb, USB drive uh, and when they step on and she's like oh she uses it to plug she plugs it into the ship which conveniently has the symbol for hope they conveniently have a superman shaped usb port yeah well it's like why would they have this (laughs) well that's the new one you they did type c and then they did superman i think that's just normal kryptonian uh because all of their crests are that shape oh that's true some symbol has that same crest just different so i think that's just is a stupid place (laughs) yeah it's a silly place (laughs) Uh, but she's able to meet Russell Crowe, and uh, he shows up and is like, I died, but I still exist in this movie. I can totally help you. Uh, And And not only that, but I can think and reason because alien science, because space words. And so he (laughs) helps her get through doors (laughs) and know when to shoot and stuff like that. So she's able to escape these Kryptonians. Yeah, She gets in a little pod to leave the ship, but it's damaged by somebody shooting at her on the way out. So it's like kind of flying out of control and uh, Superman talks to his dad one last time and his dad's like, you can save her, you could save all of them or something like that. And Superman falls out of the ship. With his arms out. Weird. Hmm. T-posing. It's like, uh, I guess, who's the guy that did that before? His legs uh, are together, his arms are out. Um He's saving the sacrificing his own body to save the world. I can't, honestly can't was it remember. humankind in 1998 when he fell 18 feet from hell in a cell. It's mankind. Did you mankind. Nick Foley. Yeah, humankind. The Nick Foley. Humankind. Mankind. You should be disgusted. I know. With I, look, I Red, love Red Mick doesn't Foley. even watch wrestling, and he knew that. I, it, slip of the brain, but I do have in Check my out notes. Shitty morph on Reddit for that yeah. reference. Yeah. I do have in my notes when Lois is going through the ship with Russell Crowe's ghost. <laughs> Lois Lane shoots illegal Russ aliens LaRock's in this ghost. movie. <laughs> Lo- Russ LaRock's ghost. But I've got Lois Lane shoots illegal Russ aliens. Yeah. Which ties back into her xenophobia for making fun of Clark Symbol. Oh yeah, she is. She's xenophobic as hell in this movie. <laughs> she makes fun of Clark's family's tradition. She kills illegal aliens. God, this Born and raised in... Stupid as hell. Born and raised in Kansas. Also, yeah. is Metropolis well, in Kansas? No, Metropolis Lois. is supposed to be in New York. Okay, I see. I've or never it's been, supposed to be New York. I've never been. I've never been like really clear on where exactly that was supposed to be because it seems real stupid that there's a place called Metropolis in freaking Kansas. <laughs> it's yeah. It's like a substitute for New York. I, I, I mean, I assumed it was like supposed to be like. It's not really. An they, they don't set it up really geographically anywhere. It yeah. can no. be anywhere. It's like Springfield. They're probably going to give it some fake state name. It's yeah. in the Empire State. <laughs> it's in the Empire State. Uh, so they, yeah, they escape from the ship. 
uh, Clark says goodbye to his dad and uh, falls in a certain pose uh, to go save Lois. And he, I don't know how he saves her from this thing. It's like falling apart and stuff. Motion blur and yeah, CG, lots of green screen. Henry Cavill was never on a set. <laughs> but she ends up landing somewhere where she's like left. Oh, in a cornfield! <laughs> yeah, does. that's it. She lands in a cornfield near the family farm. And he takes off without her. her. It's like, luckily there are cars driving All right, I'll right just, then. I'll get an Uber. The like police vehicles. Yeah, he just yeah. He and they say, him. "Don't worry, Lois. We'll take you to the next scene of a crime." <laughs> this is where Zod uh, shows up like... because he read their minds. He knows where Clark's mom lives. Yeah. Convenient. Uh, and he's trying to tell her like, "What does he say? He wants the where is the craft where the child arrived?" Yeah, yeah. And uh, Feora goes and checks the barn and. Uh, That's because Diane Lane, well, Ma Kent, looks at the barn briefly, mm. which don't ever, if you're trying to hide something, don't ever look at where that thing Feora is. Feora literally leaps, smashes into the barn, and then flies out or walks out and just says, it's not here. Like, two seconds later. You gotta tear that place apart, lady. Nah, she has eyes all the way around her head. Yeah. Or no, she says the ship is here, but the... The codex is The isn't. codex isn't in it. Listen... How small is that thing? Really, like, you got to tear that place apart. I mean, yes. at this point, they don't know it's in Clark. Sure, but, I mean, exactly. No, no like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So okay, they should okay. be looking for it. Um, and they're also wearing armor and stuff, too. They're Are wearing you grimacing breathers. at in Clark? Yeah, I don't love it. <laughs> they're wearing uh, armor and breathers so that they can survive on Earth's atmosphere because they're not used to it, which is like an addition I like that... That's fine. You know, Clark is used to it because he was raised here, but yeah. the rest of the Kryptonians... I mean, if you uh, if you have like... If you have a baby that's raised in the, in the water from birth, they're not just going to learn how to like breathe through the water. They're just... I mean, they will... Die, die. They will die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that doesn't make a ton of sense to me, but yeah, I mean, it's well, it's fine. but it's fitting for the science of this stronger. movie. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, really, I mean, that's that may be yeah. totally fine. I chalked it up to eh, alien movie. Yeah, the aliens. And that is like, it's an interesting approach to Superman. Yeah, treating this movie very much like, what if aliens were real? Yeah, it's not. And about, also, this is a yeah, Superman. Yeah, it's not story. about Superman is real. It's like this is an alien movie. Exactly. Yeah, which is an alien which, invasion movie. Yeah, really. which is interesting if it was not done stupidly. Ex yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, Zod is like choking out uh, Ma Kent, and then Superman. Oh, he throws a truck through her house too. Yeah. <laughs> and then Superman flies in and beats this dude down. I mean, while well, they're still flying, but he's just punched he him over and this over dude through the air. <laughs> Saying, you think you can threaten my mother? Which, by the way, that seems like a much better line for Michael Shannon to say than for, than for, for Henry, Henry Cavill. Cavill to say. But it's nice to see, like, that's a mother? monster line. I love it, though. <laughs> Superman just, like, he's not going to stand for anybody beating up his mom. Yeah, and that's, and, and I, I mean, I think that that's fine. That's a real Superman. And this is uh, someone really he knows he can unload on a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I really could have, uh, really could have stood for a little bit of that conviction whenever he let his dad die in a tornado, but what, what the hell ever. <laughs> he's yep. punching the tornado you think you could threaten my father um tornado's right, going, jesus right. christ dude Jeez. get off whoa, me whoa, whoa, whoa. you can suck the tornado is, up into your lungs yeah, and blow it away fly the opposite direction of the tornado <laughs> he just turns it backwards oh that is interesting one of the only powers we don't see in this movie is superman's 
flying backwards. Oh no, I was gonna say his super breath. Unfortunately, you were gonna say him flying backwards through time. (laughs) Unfortunately, uh, his like protecting his mom is immediately ruined by him flying Zod through grain silos, destroying an entire business. Yeah, fucking messing. Unfortunately, that moment is ruined almost immediately, like where he's saving his mom because he takes Zod and flies him through these grain silos and just completely like destroys the livelihood yeah. of these farmers. Yeah, which this is small this town is literally called Smallville. What do you think? They have a bustling like do you think they've diversified? Do they have economy? an IHOP and a Sears outlet? Uh, that's Show some true. respect. They, they have a Sears outlet, which is, by the way, I've lived in a lot of small towns. There is no small town in this world that has both an IHOP and a Sears outlet on a one. I don't think there's one, any Sears left in this world that I know of. <laughs> okay, but I'm just saying, I had to wait. I waited 16 years to get an I or to get a Subway to add to my Dairy Queen. All right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is absolutely true. All these small towns, you had a Dairy Queen first. Yeah. And that's it. And you had an Allsup's if you were lucky. If you've never oh, been man. to an Allsup, if you've never been in New Mexico or Texas and you've never had Allsup's, it is the shittiest food you'll ever love. It <laughs> yep. is. It's when I, there are two things I crave home cooked meals and, and Allsup's burrito. gas station burritos. There And the, I think the best part about it is that they smell. Like, the whole store smells like that crappy burrito. Yes. But the drinks Taco also sauce. taste like it. Anything you buy there tastes like that crappy burrito. I don't know what burrito. that smell is. I don't either, dude. Like, what are y'all doing that's causing this smell? How can you not fix it? Yeah, no. They're is deep. it asbestos all up in the ceiling? <laughs> no, and it's, it's actually... because they're constantly deep frying them. It's just, uh, and the dude, deep fryers are smell. open. They're not in the back. And it's mixing either. with the asbestos. I yeah, got yeah. you. They, they take MSG and shake it into the asbestos can. Shake it all up and then sauce the burritos with sauce it. Sauce the burritos. It's so horrible. Just but a little I love it. on top. Anyway, sorry. I, I really I haven't gotten a chance to really uh, kind uh, of talk about our love for all subs in a public forum, and I'm really glad that I could subject yes. you all to that. It's, You're welcome. It's worth the acid reflux from the taco sauce, and not to mention the. Uh, montezuma's revenge that you will undoubtedly <laughs> <laughs> and i know you're eating burritos but you do need taco sauce to go on them <laughs> and you need somebody who's clearly pissed off about being at work to ask you if you want any <laughs> taco sauce <laughs> you need and any a sauces a tall sup to sip it down <laughs> or a honcho if you're really thirsty. Yeah, that's yeah you're not there are no friendly faces at all sups there are no quality products it's just you and There's your only tall sup and your resignment shitty, yeah <laughs> your shitty burrito and a cake if you're looking to mix it up or if you're feeling really hungry you might top off your shitty burrito with some shitty chicken <laughs> don't get the corn dogs don't just get- like mother never made <laughs> dude those mm, spicy chicken. Those <laughs> crappy spicy chicken nuggets got me through so much of high school. Man, I once I started being able to like go off campus for high school, it was just those shitty chicken like popcorn chickens every day. It yeah. was all subs and Subway because Dairy Queen took too long. Yeah, that's true. Subway wasn't even there when I was in high school. You guys lucked. That's because you're yeah. old as hell. Yeah, I am. Huh? What? <laughs> okay. Let me uh, get my air horn. Anyway, Anyways, back to yeah, Man back of to... Steel, unfortunately. Yeah, sorry. Uh, 7-Eleven, IHOP, Sears. <laughs> this movie perfectly demonstrates what happened to Sears in the last few decades when a flaming train knocked Superman straight through it. <laughs> what if it was a flaming plane branded Amazon? 
Oh my god. A drone, a delivery drone of theirs. It's just Jeff Bezos' giant ass bald head crashing through the Jeff Bezos, Lex Luthor, that's my fan cast. Man, that is Jeff Bezos is literally Lex Luthor. He is. Um Anyway, they just destroy this entire town. And Clark absolutely carries Zod into the town. And yeah, all dude, the Kryptonians follow. So. He drags him, like, he drags his face across storefronts. and he There are literally cornfields all around this town. And this is where he takes the fight. Yeah, what the hell? You're in Kansas! You're in rural Kansas! And in the military, which picked up Lois and has been following all this, Christopher Mal- Maloney and his guys, they come in with their jets and they start firebombing the place and it's just like Clark look what you're doing stop and think about it and take this fight outside you know <laughs> but no they um they just I, destroy I'm gonna call Marmy if I hear any more banging I'm okay exactly <laughs> shout out to Ren's weird childhood memory yeah it's telling it's so it's funny so... I'm a... I'm gonna tell Marmy. I don't. I don't know how to explain that story, but it was funny. It made me laugh. And this is where it gets kind of weirdly anti-evolutionary. Where I think Feora is saying something about the strong beating out the weak, mm-hmm. and but she's evil. Yeah. And she's coming for Christopher Maloney, who has crashed in his helicopter, and uh, she's like killing dudes on the way over to him. And you know, we already set up some tension between these two out of nowhere. Uh, earlier and so did we set up some tension or was it just like what the movie she was says, like there's tension Zod demands the human female comes with us and he says I don't care what he demands she's not going and Feora kind of starts to move towards him and then Lois is like no I'll go <laughs> please don't hurt Detective Stabler because <laughs> all we have Mariska Hargitay's had 18 new partners since he left so it's to, to, I think she's the captain now. I think so, yeah, because never mind. Craigan left a we'll while ago. We'll do this ago. on our Law and Order Special Victims Unit podcast one of these days. Yeah. Yep, it's one of these days, you guys. Um, we'll get there. We'll call it Craigan's Corner. <laughs> Craigan's Corner. <laughs> Stabler Stable. <laughs> the Sicko Cast. Show I love. <laughs> Apparently, Ren is not a an SVU head. <laughs> I'm just I'm not a cop procedural drama head. Dude, in any law and order spectral spectral victor units. Law and order speculum victims unit is not a procedural drama. If anything, it is exactly about how flouting procedures and not following the law get you exactly what you want. Mm. Yep. So okay. if y'all would just follow the law, cops wouldn't have to do what they do sometimes. Hold on. Can we pause for a second? Because I really feel like I need to cut myself out saying uh, speculum victims unit because that seems offensive. Is it? Yeah, that's not a... It, it's, I'll explain. I'll explain mm. later. Oh. Uh, so, uh, Feora's trying to take on... Uh, Commander Commander Stabler? What? Colonel Stabler. Colonel Hardy, whatever the hell. And uh, Superman, I think, flies in at the last minute to save him, or another plane shows up and starts firing at her. Remember. No, Superman swoops in and hits a woman. Hits a woman right in the face. And this is like Feyor is awesome though in he this didn't movie. Mean that. This is the best fighting we see from any of these characters where she's yeah. like like 
super fast speed whipping around. Yeah, which this is, was clearly testing how they were going to do the flash later on. Yeah, which by the way, and this is I think that uh, you know superhero movies they have like the mini boss and then like the main boss a lot. Yeah, uh, sure. but I like it whenever it's not just like beat down the mini boss, then beat down the main boss. You know, there's a little, a little, a little bit of difference. Yeah, they mix there. it up a little. Yeah, bit. Uh, which, which I'm fine with. I like. I do love the. But part. there's no. I'm just saying, there's no like character development for this woman at all. She <laughs> is Zod. Is there character development for anybody? She's, she's Zod again. Yeah. Yeah. I do like the part where she's walking towards Colonel baloney <laughs> and he unloads his gun on her he shoots every bullet he has like and you she's know still, this isn't gonna work yeah but he's still doing it and then, and he, then pulls he pulls out a knife, knife. He's and he's ready like to, if i'm going out i'm going death out this its own reward yeah that she's about to kill him before she gets taken out by superman i just thought it was cool to see stabler being a badass still it, yeah it's i mean he's great yeah um i love christopher <laughs> he's so awesome yeah everyone watch happy yeah watch happy but don't watch it with anybody else because you won't be able to explain why you like it. <laughs> and then Clark is helping him. And I think this is where he walks out past the military like he's Clive Owen escorting a young black woman and her newborn baby. <laughs> I still don't really get... I haven't seen Children of Men, but I'm assuming that's it. That's a thing that happened. Yeah, Rand did make that joke when we were watching the movie. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, Zod, meanwhile, is oh uh, Clark like breaks the breathers of all the Kryptonians and they start suffocating and yeah. struggling to breathe. So they they retreat. And uh, Zod, meanwhile, is talking with Jor El's ghost, Russell Crowe, Russell Rock, and uh, he's Jor El is pleading with him not to do what he's doing or trying to tell him why what he's doing is wrong. And Zod is like, uh, I'm just arguing with a dead man or something and. <laughs> He destroys the USB drive, and uh, so Clark's dad is gone. Forever. And then he, says, he if activates. If you strike me down, I shall become more possible. They're possible. Possible. I'll be even more possible. <laughs> if you strike me down, I'll become possible. <laughs> yeah. So. If you strike me down, the probability of me goes way up. <laughs> so, uh, and then he activates the world engine. Which, as we said before, is like a terraforming thing. And basically turns Earth into Krypton. Krypton. And Krypton. then there are, f at this point, uh, oh, Zod releases the world engine after finding out that the Codex is in Clark's DNA. Um, he can't get it back. He has to, like, take, he says he'll take it from Clark's corpse. And uh, 40 minutes left in this movie now. And it's all yeah. just destruction porn. We will, we will not spend a terrible amount of time on this part of the movie because who gives a shit? I mean, the only like real important part is the part where they destroy the world engine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They call Superman yeah. Superman for the first time. Uh, Lois is put on a plane with the military. Again, it's like they're shoehorning this character Why are in. they taking her places? Yeah. It's so hard. She's to, a journalist. She doesn't belong anywhere near any of this yeah, uh, but uh, they put her on a military plane with baloney and uh, they have to destroy one half of the world engine while there's another half on the exact same spot on the opposite side of the earth yeah. and they're basically like hammering the earth with gravity trying to like <laughs> oh wait no she doesn't uh, Zod doesn't destroy the USB stick he just has his computers purge Jor-El's data because Lois has the USB stick because she's supposed to put it oh, inside. Oh, that's right. They do still have it. Yeah, there's. she's supposed to put it inside uh, 
Superman's ship that he came to Earth in, and they're going to drop that on the world engine, and it's supposed to, like, cause a... I think they call it a singularity. Or some... They're going to drop this piece of metal... They're dropping a little baby ship like it's a bomb onto this world engine, and it's going to destroy it by creating, like, a small black hole. Listener, wake up. (laughs) (laughs) Um... And so uh, you have to give a shit because we had to. Superman has his Randy Quaid moment and destroys the world engine on one half of the Earth. Yeah, I'm back. Oh man, we were uh, we made like we made like six. In the or words seven. of my generation, up yours. yours. <laughs> Shitter's clogged. <laughs> Shitter's clogged. And uh, that's what Superman's doing. He's unclogging it. What is it? It's creating the atmosphere, though. It's blasting him with it. So she's like, can't you not survive really in the atmosphere? You're really weak. Won't you die if you do that? Uh, The answer is no. He totally won't. So it doesn't matter. He ends up like he's on the shore and the sun is shining in his face and he gets re-energized and flies back to the other side of the earth. Uh, this is the same part where, uh, fi- so they they can't get it's the U.S. So much stick. destruction. Yeah. It's as it's pounding <laughs> Metropolis. It is lifting everything up around it and slamming it into the ground. Building skyscrapers are just being Look, destroyed. Movies, I, th- I feel like especially nowadays, movies do a lot of this kind of stuff to try to build stakes because, you know, like uh, you know, saving the world just it sounds like kind of quaint or whatever. And so that what they're trying to do is give like uh, things a little more real edge for people or whatever. Mm. But dude, you like all you're doing is making me like numb to the rest of this shit you're gonna do. You know yeah. what I mean? And this it, was, it feels like I've got a callus over my heart. This was 2013. I mean, I guess it had been over 10 years after 9/11, but yeah. man, it just felt like I don't want to see all these cities. Like the city destroyed. Yeah, like, dude, watching, most of the people watching this were alive when this awful thing happened. Why am I getting to watch this happen? Don't worry though. The sequel times. kicks yeah. off with this same scene. Yeah. <laughs> this um, is the part where, uh, so they can't get the USB stick into. Yeah, it's the jammed. Ship. Yeah, it's not working. And then Feora jumps onto the ship and, from their like salamander-looking ship. Yeah, and she like throws out. Jumps onto the plane. Yeah, the pl- It's a plane. It's a military plane. She throws out uh, the scientist guy who's working with the military. She throws Lois. No, no, no. Does she not? Not yet. The scientist oh. guy is the one that slams it into oh, the bomb. that's right. While Christopher Maloney is talking with her at the front of the ship, and he says the same line she said yeah. to him, a good death is its own reward. Christopher and Maloney And pushes the control toggle, and uh, the plane goes down. Yeah, he commits kamikaze, basically. Um, to destroy the other half of the world engine. And to kill this bitch. So yeah. they do. They blow it up. It creates a small black hole that destroys the world eater. It's and Lois up. flies out, but Superman gets there just in time from the other side of the Earth to catch her. Well, and it's weird because somehow everything's getting sucked up into this black hole except for Lois. She's yes. the only thing yeah. falling down. And also, I guess there's the Daily Planet staff, like one of... Some character that you saw twice in this movie before. They're caught in rubble, but nothing bad happens, so it doesn't. Yeah, they're going to potentially matter. die, but they don't. <sighs> and so, then, uh, uh, so oh, Zod's man. mad now. Zod's. Yeah, Zod uh, has lost his entire mission. He cannot yeah. save. 
like they the his ship was carrying like the little egg sacks of human fetuses or oh. whatever the hell. Um, Kryptonian uh, fetuses. little Matrix. Yeah, I was going to say, just batteries. <laughs> and don't make me think of the Matrix and put Lawrence Fishburne in your movie. Uh, yeah, so I think that it's particularly important to understand that the stakes are now nil yeah. because the world has really been saved. Um, but we still get to get a good chunk of wanting destruction. Oh, this is where, uh, at, the, at first, Clark and Lois kiss in the middle of Ground Zero. Man, thank, that, thank God that developed relationship paid off. Imagine the Twin Towers crumbling, and then you go give your girlfriend a kiss for the first time right, <laughs> right on that rubble. Yeah. Um, and then, unfortunately, nice, though, Zach. Yeah, Zod has survived... And he's looking around and just sees, like, my whole mission, everything I've ever wanted to do in my life is gone now. So I'm just going to kill you because yeah. I'm pissed. I'm going to kill everybody. And he is just terrible haircutting with rage. <laughs> <laughs> he is. And, his, yeah. and Henry Cavill's face of pity when he's, like, listening to this man say that his whole mission in life is gone is non-existent. He's just looking at it like, well... Shouldn't have come to Earth. Sucks. That's what happens when you come to Kansas like that. <laughs> you gonna meet my you gonna meet my rifle. I told you not to stay shot. here after dark. You're gonna <laughs> <Did I> tell <laughs> you. You gonna meet Marmy. And she gonna be banging. Um, <laughs> Marmy's gonna be banging. So the I'll entire rest of this movie, yes, is just them fighting each other you thought like you thought that was the climax of the movie that it was done when yeah. the ship goes down no why do i need more before like the final little showdown that we do get why do i need more of this shit dude i already got way i was too in the much. theater and when zod walked out i was like oh my god we're doing this and yeah we're doing this they're punching each other through skyscrapers, destroying so much more of the city that has. They not are been literally. Yet. I mean, there are scenes where <laughs> they, they fly through a building and that building falls onto another building. Yeah, literally, like so much of the city has been destroyed, but they like still take the fight exclusively to parts of it that have not been destroyed. Yes. At in one order point, to Zod destroy punches them. Superman and he flies through <laughs> eight buildings, just like one after the other, and then he starts using his. Ah, uh, it's just it's just calamity. Oh, horrible. Uh, anyway, so that classic was... days without an accident sign, though. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, we used to have one of those in our house, did we not? Oh, and Zod has his best line. Yeah, yeah, still got it somewhere. I don't know where actually. I honestly, when we so when, we when, didn't hang it up here because we knew there were going to be lots of accidents in this. Yeah, we wouldn't, there would be no way. <laughs> when uh, when Ren and I lived together, we had a, a days without accident like a factory sign, and when Audrey, I took it my, from an old army base. When Audrey and my wife moved, my my wife and myself moved out. Not Audrey and my wife. She is. My <laughs> Wife. Your wife, Audrey. <laughs> when my harem moved out of that house, uh, <laughs> Jorel, uh, I always was really like, I really hoped that Ren would kind of forget about it and just like leave it somewhere so that I could just like surreptitiously stick it in my box because I love that sign and it's always awesome. wanted one, dude. That's why I took it. I was like, oh yeah, no one's using this thing. It's covered in dust. Swipe. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to steal. I wanted to steal the thing that he had already rightfully stolen, and so. Tough breaks. Instead, he just got married. Like lost a... all our microphones or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I did you. not do that. Instead, he's responsible for this. <laughs> um, this is Zod's best line in the movie, though, where he's talking about 
his position and he's a general and all this stuff and he says where did you train on a farm <laughs> this is also zod without he doesn't have the breather on anymore yeah and he's like adjusted to the atmosphere so he's he has powers like, he has he's wants to go all out just this once <laughs> please master i'm sorry <laughs> but i must go all out and just he gives clark only like 40 percent of his power at first <laughs> just start getting into the nerd terms of it nice try kid Nice try, kid. <laughs> Nothing personnel. Nothing personnel, sweaty. <laughs> um, so I guess Lois follows the trail of the dead to find Superman inside. <laughs> it makes no sense. They are blocks and miles away from this woman. She at this just point. follows the Looney Tunes Superman shapes the <laughs> in all the buildings. <laughs> <laughs> like father like son like father like son. there's one there's one there's another one so she gets uh she somehow gets across the city in no time which is stupid it is dumb as hell um and she's still wearing her like flight suit that they put her in um but Clark is like in a train station or something, some sort of like. I think it's. A, it looks I, like a train station. It, I yeah. think it's Metropolis's version of Grand Central. Yeah, that's York. what it looks like. Yeah. Um, and Zod is about to kill a family by heat visioning them. Laser eyeing them. them. And uh, Zod, uh, Superman's like pleading, "Please don't do this." And Zod is like, um, "I'm never gonna stop, never." And Superman snaps his neck. Tell you know. that to Zod's snapped neck, Ren. Just straight up kills him. You know how Superman does. Snapping necks. Snapping necks and cashing checks. That's the soup's way. (laughs) I do think Henry Cavill's reaction afterwards is like a genuine reaction for a character that does not want to kill at all. Oh, I definitely made fun of that reaction in my Oh, yes. He looks like he's taking the worst shit of his life. (laughs) It's it's pretty bad. Man, what is it with superhero movies and thinking that I need to see superheroes taking shits? It's like he went (laughs) and I swear, because there there are so many movies where, like, they do that... Like a like that holding your breath purple faced scream, and it just looks like yeah, it looks like it's coming out sideways or like <laughs> it looks like they went like, made a like vein bulgingly. It does, dude. Like Wolverine's doing adamantium poops. There's in, in, in fact Wolverine has one as well where he's uh, in the Statue of Liberty and oh, he's he got to stab himself. Yeah, he's got to stab himself to cut the metal off of himself, and he does one of those stupid poops like poop screams. Yeah, uh, poop screen may become. You a... know, now that I think about it, that scene doesn't make any sense because he's covered. His bones are covered in adamantium, and he's stabbing through himself to break the thing that's connecting him behind. I thought he worked at a school. This I is starting to turn into a X Men One episode. Yeah, let's do uh, let's do X Men instead. I know we're all right. We're changing movies. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Clark kills Zod. Superman kills Zod, and. Uh, we finish what well, Lois runs in, finds him, and hugs him. Uh, oh, but not... But... Oh, Ren's, Ren's got a sneeze. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Honestly, so welcome back to superhero fatigue. I think that Today honestly, we'll be covering... <laughs> COVID-19 <laughs> and how we all just got it. <laughs> how we all just got it. Uh, I th- is this before or after she's talking to her stupid trapped coworker and saying my Skype or my Skype poem is said? What is, what, what is it? He's kind of hot. Oh, that's the... That's the end of the movie. That's a random nobody military woman. 
who's with the guy that's like got I, Clark. In I the thought that, that was her coworker who got trapped in the. No, house. no, huh? Not that's, at all. That's Jenny, Jacob. Didn't you recognize their face? Oh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob's racist. All women look the same to him. Shut up. Um, yeah, at the end of the movie, there's a drone being taken down and it crashes. And it's basically the military is trying to figure out where Clark lives, where he's from. And he's just telling them, like, uh, this isn't going to work if you're going to do that. Yeah. And he's like, I'm as American as they come. I'm from Kansas. He, he has some good, like, rapport with this guy. Yeah. Uh, but then as soon as he flies away, the the general turns around and he's like, what? And this lady says, Jacob's Sky Poem. She's like... I just think he's kind of hot. Oh, my God. Yes, he is. Dude. But you are at work, ma'am. I mean, obviously, so this was in, what, 2013? Uh, Obviously, at this time, you know, we hadn't had... There's been so much progress made in the past, like, two or three years, especially whenever it comes to the portrayal of women in Hollywood, the role of women in Hollywood. And it's just... That line is... Not only... I mean, it's stupid. It's stupid objectively. It would be stupid now. It would have been stupid in the 50s. But... It's also so, like, indicative of, like, how not that long ago, like, making film was like that. Yes, <laughs> you where know? you just had girls that where it was just, just thought like, the guys were hot, and yeah, that's just, it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh God. Like, why are you, like, why am I talking to my, why am I talking noise. to my boss like I'm a... Uh, like um, to this Jennifer stern... Aniston and Bruce Almighty. <laughs> yeah, the stern military man. Why would you think you need to tell him that you think someone's hot? Yeah, nobody's. It's like uh, Christopher Maloney has his hands out, casting pleasure on her. <laughs> <laughs> pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. <laughs> um, and then we go to like more flashback scenes of Clark as a young. This is so stupid. He's a young kid and he's wearing a cape and putting his hands on his hips and running around. Wait, what superhero does that? Who are you? Yeah, who are who you is he pretending to be? <laughs> Himself. He saw a vision when he was a boy of what he it would become. It doesn't make any sense. It's the stupidest thing. He's got a red cape tied around his neck. It's like, no. <laughs> no, no. This isn't a thing people do unless they Unless they're imitating Superman. literally you. Just Superman. And then Clark, at the end, he goes to work for the Daily Planet. Ah, oh. got it. Got the name right. Oh. You didn't say bugle. No, you got my name wrong. That's <laughs> <laughs> the human spider. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, Get it. I don't care. Finish the movie, you moron. If you're playing a drinking game with this podcast, by chance, uh, drink for every time we reference a better movie, <laughs> and also drink for every time Ren misnames the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> yes, That's, you get a good three or four out of that. But how is he qualified for this job? He's been a hobo for years yeah. now. Apparently it takes no skill to be a journalist. I honestly, I don't think it takes much, but... Um... <laughs> no, no, I, I'm kidding, I went journalists. To, I went to college uh, for journalism and Rin's an asshole. <laughs> uh, but I do genuinely love the last line of the movie where he walks in no. and Lois says, Welcome to the planet. No! Because the no! movie is so focused on him being like an alien that it's a great last line. I hate that line. That was almost my sky poem. If I like he's kind of hot, wasn't stupid. Listen, I'd have I hate this movie, but I do like that line. I'm not about it, man. Christian? I couldn't stand it. What say ye? Break it. I kind of like it. No! Stupid! 
Uh, it's that it's like that classic shit-eating grin movie. Yeah, crap but I'm also kind of okay with a little bit of cheese in my Superman movie because honestly, I probably could have dealt with more cheese in the Superman movie. But mm-hmm. if you're gonna establish some gritty, broody evanescence crap for two, what what's it like two forty-five? How long is this movie? I don't know. Too long. Four years. Yeah, if you're going to establish long. this gritty, brooding emo crap for this long, then I'm not don't certain give we're me... not in the movie or watching it right now. <laughs> don't give me he's kind of hot and welcome to the planet, okay? Go to hell. Don't give me he's kind of, I think saying kind of hot. <laughs> but. <laughs> you too. I just kind of Oh my God. Hot, he's hot, hot, hot him. Rinish is giving me stuff all day today that I'm gonna have to listen to again, and it's gonna give me that. It's gonna give me that. It's gonna give me that gross feeling. It's gonna give me that gross feeling where I'm going down. The goo. Where, where I'm going down a roller coaster and I feel that gross feeling right in the pit uh, of my stomach. That's gonna be every. Well, that's time how I, I felt a, for the last forty minutes of this movie. Um, Okay, so we're done with the movie. We are yes, done. Thank God. And we and we never have to talk about this movie again, except well, for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> uh, are we still sp- like splitting this up? Uh, yeah, I see. Yeah, so. we're just reading okay. it now. Yeah. Uh, well, we're doing the drinking game first. May oh, I steal yeah. the drinking game? Drink for every flashback. It's quite a few. Yeah, that's some good drinking. Uh, going on. Take several drinks for every flashback. Because they are still like... Take a drink when a flashback starts and when it ends. Yeah, that sounds fair. Uh, Drink for every Daily Planet scene or scene involving the Daily Planet staff. There are not a lot of those. That's fair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Drink for every quick zoom or zoom out. I have to to tell you guys, that's one of my least favorite shots in filmmaking. I hate seeing like that... uh, like it's your it's, dad. We're not trying to insult your dad for his camcorder work, but we are trying to insult Zack Snyder for his being a big budget director. This was work. honestly just a way of filming things that was popular I for the time. Like, J.J. Abrams does. What a lot is it? Of this yeah, too, he does do that. Like, like, like what is it? Trying to put me in the middle, the middle of the action or whatever. But I don't like. I don't care. I want to see good cinematography. I don't quick zoom in the middle of action. Yeah. Like, what What do you think? Do you think if I'm watching something happen, my eyes zoom in? <laughs> it's yeah it doesn't make any sense to do it it's and it looks stupid. horrible i hate it and then um, they do one where they zoom out which is also stupid and then i've just got a uh, drink for every comparison to jesus oh uh drink for every 1000 people killed in the wanton destruction in metropolis <laughs> oh well you're finishing beer after beer then yeah you're just drinking and drinking uh I also think there should be a drink for the not superhero landing, but superhero takeoff. Take <laughs> yeah. Drink for the Stanley cameo. Oh. Oh. Oh, we cameo. don't have one of those. Oh. No Stanley in this movie. Oh, man. Honestly, I'm a. I, I mean, drink I'm a... for each dildo that takes off and tripped on. <laughs> that's at least 12. Yeah, I think that's. You might be finishing a beer there. Yeah, you're you'll definitely need it finishing a beer. For what's, what's to come. Ooh, finish your beer when Krypton's <laughs> destroyed. Ooh. For what's to come? <laughs> I didn't even. I did not mean it that way. We're sorry. That, Good that lord. Just, that, oh, man. That tickled uh, me a little we're bit. We're all 16. <laughs> None of us are in our 20s yet. Or 30s. Or 30s. Uh, I would also say drink for every time a character dies. Are we, I, I'm assuming we're not counting the citizens of Metropolis. No, I mean okay. like, a char- like a character. An actual character. character. <laughs> I was like, holy lord. So, you know, Feora, Christopher okay. Baloney. 
Um, Zod. That's a big drink right it's there. It's Christopher Maloney playing Colonel Haraka the Flying Dragon. <laughs> Haraka. Haraka. Fatality. And it also, like, drink one for Superman's mom, but not for anybody else on Krypton. They had their chance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they had yeah. their chance. They had their chance. <laughs> Twelve years of it. So, worst performance. I'll go first. Okay. Michael Shannon. I think he's terrible in this movie. Okay. He's a lot of yelling, and that's it. It doesn't it doesn't take much to do that. And he's committing to the character's anger, but that is it. Like, yeah. It's I just think it's bad. Yeah. He's been a lot more yelly and better in other things. Yeah. I've, I've also got Michael Shannon. I've also got Michael Shannon. Yeah. Good. Sorry, yeah, Michael. Thing, yeah, the thing I, is, we is love that, Michael Shannon. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, is that he's, he's great. He, he he really does flying off the handle really well, and he does a lot of flying off the handle in this movie. But if I don't care about your character, then why am I going to care that all you do is fly off the handle? Yeah, you know what I mean. It doesn't. Yeah, I he's get nothing honestly, from he's this. He's probably a little bit of a victim of bad writing, but he also overacts the shit out of all of this movie. He's Which not. Sucks. On, I think he's not is, chewing on scenery. He's like digesting. It's either yeah. him not caring, or he's thinking, "Yeah, this character does only have one goal. He's programmed to do one thing, I mean, and, and he's just angry and, and vicious about it." Honestly, I'm not. A, I'm not a filmmaker, so maybe I don't know as much about it. And maybe that's a good motivation for you to act a certain way. But it's not interesting to watch. It's just not. Yeah. Nope. Sorry. Um, best performance. Oh, I didn't put anybody down. Honestly. <laughs> I did. I did. I think I'm going to go with Kevin Costner. I hate the way that this character is written. But he but plays But I think well. he plays the character so well. He's okay. good. He's just... Ugh. <laughs> just... Ugh. <laughs> Kevin Costner is good, but, but Kent is... Ugh. Uh, so I picked Amy Adams. Um, I like... And mind you, I don't. Ooh, I do think, not agree with that. Mind you, I don't think that. Uh, uh, I don't really like the way that she's written. I don't like. Her, I don't like. A, I like some of her motivations, but it's just hard to choose because there's so many good performances <laughs> in this damn movie. I uh, really, I think I chose Amy Adams more than anything because I thought that uh, she plays. Uh, I thought she did like smart reporter well without having it become like career driven gal which i hate that trope so badly that smart reporter that sounds like an oxymoron <laughs> thank you dad <laughs> just kidding folks uh but yeah you know i i think that she doesn't become like that rom-com like oh all she does is work and doesn't have any time for her social life which i guess all she does is work and, and she really doesn't have a social life but it's not like but the movie isn't about the fact that all she, she doesn't does is work. stumble clumsily ever yeah she's not walking in with her arms full of papers and some hot copier guy she's not spelling rapist in her article with two p's <laughs> she's shown to be competent which yeah. is yes. which honestly is more than I can say for most of the people in this movie. So And most of the Amy women Adams, in movies bam. that we've covered before. Yeah. But also two. she has red hair and Lois Lane has black hair in the comics. That is canon to the lore. 
<laughs> every time Christian, uh, every time Christian says lore on this podcast, don't take a drink. Just reevaluate listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so who's for, your best? Um, it's it's Christopher Maloney. I just love him. <laughs> oh my god, so much. Chris, Christian the... did not pick him because he did a good job. Christian picked him because he's got a hard on for Christopher Maloney. I think I really think he did do. I mean, he was just kind of playing Christopher Maloney, but when that works, it works. I really love his lines. I think he's super snarky. I think him facing down Feora with just a knife is badass. And he just, I, he sold me on the character. All right. Uh, okay. I guess all we have left is to rate this. We're going to do things a little differently than we've done in the past, where uh, our recast and sort of like, rather than adding a character or something, we're going to talk about how we would change uh, the plot of the movie or yeah. rewrite it in some way. We're going to do that all together in a separate, shorter episode that'll come out later in the week. Yeah, so, um, we, uh, you know, we're, we're going to record it all at once, but uh, we're also going to take a break in the middle. And so I think maybe this is kind of an excuse for us to take that break a yeah, little bit. Yeah, <laughs> it's nice to be able to stop for a second. Yeah, after, and, but also... Especially kind of, after this movie. But yeah. also, you know, especially a lot of superhero movies, as time goes on, they get longer and longer. So you have more and more to talk about in these episodes kind of get longer the, the newer we get, you know, and so I think that it's smart, you know, it's kind of convenient for you uh, sure. and yeah. and convenient for us because uh, I got to pee. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, I feel like I'm going to I'm gonna listen to this later and be like, I did not roast this movie nearly hard enough. Yeah. It's, I, it's just, there's so much I don't know. Like, there's a point in this movie where, or in this episode where you stop and just say, I hate this movie. I do. I do too. There is an F word edited out of this movie. Probably I don't remember why. Out of this podcast. Sure. Yeah, or out of this podcast. Pretty much because Rin was just saying I hate this movie. <laughs> he was so mad. I was thinking, Jacob, you better write down the time for this because I, I have a I have a marker. Don't worry. <laughs> um, okay, so let's let's rate it and we'll be done. All right. Um, yeah, I guess I'll go first. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I'm gonna say. Ignore any ratings that I've given before on this podcast because I like listening to those episodes again for the first time. I was like, man, I was way too easy on this. Given Wonder Woman from the seventies, like a four out yeah, of yeah, that's 10. what I gave it. That's way too generous for that movie. Yeah, that movie sucks. Um, I think I'm going to give this movie a five out of ten. That seems really generous for me, but. I think they do get a lot of things right. I think their approach is a good idea of treating it like an alien invasion. Um, it's it's okay as an origin story. It just it like with Jonathan Kent and Superman snapping the bad guy's neck at the end. Just like all these things that just rub me so far the wrong way. And the forty minutes of nonstop action at the end, I can't I can't with this movie. It just sucks so much. Well, so. For me, any movie that made me fall asleep the first time I watch it out of pure sheer bore I wasn't even tired. But any it's just movie like <laughs> sensory overload. Yeah, any movie that like, makes you know me what? fall asleep out of pure sheer boredom does not get higher than a four for me. <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and throw a three down and really Ooh, really it gets lower. A, yeah, it gets a three for me. Mostly because I It's uh, a three for me, dog. <laughs> see American Idol for that. <laughs> see <reference>. American Idol. <laughs> Mostly because this movie, it does have, one, you know, here or there, there are kind of some aha moments for me. Um, I agree with what you said about the uh, uh, the alien invasion angle. I think that that's really neat. 
Um, and I think that, that could have been explored in a really uh, interesting way. And there are some kind of moments peppered in where it's like, how are humans going to respond? Not just knowing that uh, aliens exist, but that they are already, like they've already been here. Yeah. Like one of them has been living, looks just like you, acts just like you, speaks English and all that stupid crap that they don't explain. Uh, but in the end, this is not a good movie. For me, in in the end, this is a stupid, overblown movie. Uh, it's like watching The Hobbit from. It's like not it's watching. A slog it's slog. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just yeah. I, like I'm watching it. By the end of the movie, I'm watching it because I started it. There were a couple of times where we paused it, watching <laughs> it, and thought, "Jesus Christ, there's an hour and a half left." Yeah, I remember this? pausing it. Like a running it, timer. Like, yeah. I remember thinking, "Okay, there. I know all the rest of this is just destruction. Let me check." And yeah, I saw forty was, minutes, yeah. and I was yeah. like, "Oh my god." Um. And what they, did you say a second ago though? It's it's a movie that you you watched it because you started it. Yeah, <laughs> that is a perfect description for these kind of movies. Yeah, right. and it only really it didn't get a two because Lawrence Fishburne is in it. <laughs> nice. Well, it got half a point for Fishburne and half a point for Christopher Maloney. He's beginning to believe. <laughs> I gave it a four out of ten because man, how did I score this movie the highest? I, I have know. gone on record hating this movie. Dude, so much I hate it too. Yeah, I think that there are things in the movie. There, there are diamonds in the rough. I think there's a good Superman in Henry Cavill, just with a different director and better writing. Uh, but overall, yeah, it, it's just, I'm exhausted by the end of this movie. It's just constant destruction and death and grimdark, and I just, yeah, I it can't just numbs take you it. so much, you don't care. It's not so terrible. I know... It's not lower than a four for me. Because, because it gets worse with yeah, the sequel. There are more bad movies after this. This is I've, one of the I've better ones. It. See, I haven't seen any of the rest of them. Buckle so. up, Dude, son. Yeah. I feel bad that you have to <laughs> yeah. if you want to record the next episode of this. Because, yeah. my God, it's bad. So DC fans are going to hate this if anybody listens to it that's a DC fan. but A DC Extended Universe fan. I th- I'm a DC Comics fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. I hate that's, these I guess movies. that's what I should have said. Yeah. Um, oh, this is my introduction, and I could give a shit. <laughs> There's your headline. <laughs> you, just can't, you can't watch it and... I mean, they're just... You're convincing yourself that it's good when it's just you're not. Tr- it's... Yeah. <sighs> Anyway, Zach we're talking Snyder. to you, C- or Joker on CW fans. Ugh, that <laughs> no, that's a uh, Fox. Oh, dear. Oh, is it? God. Yeah, oh, CW. No. Oh, that must just be everything about it that makes me think yep. that. Gotham is a rant for another episode. <laughs> yeah, we should. Maybe we'll do a Patreon episode or something, just talking about <laughs> how Gotham. horrible Gotham is. <laughs> Man, what little we've seen, just like, boy, this is bad. <laughs> that's yeah, all it, it is. Was like, it's like a. It's like, it's bad enough that it kind of takes me by surprise that it's that bad. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, do you want to close us out? Yeah, yeah. I got <laughs> you sound like we're at youth group. Hey, Jacob, do you want to close us in prayer? Are <laughs> <laughs> you strumming a guitar? Yeah. I know you're with us. Everyone put their hands up. Everybody head back to their bunks after this. And have a good night's sleep. But to your own bunks and then winks at the guys. <laughs> okay, right, guys. This is fun and games. Puberty. <laughs> I'm talking about it with you. I'm a grown up. <laughs> uh, well, on my planet, P right. stands for hope. Folks. Well, here it's horrible. We are happy to be shut up. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. We're thrilled to be back with you. 
We have waited for this for a very long time, planned this over a lot of drunken card games. We are ready to go. Uh, if you want to find out more, you know, see when our newest episodes are coming out, you can hit us up on Facebook at Superhero Fatigue, Twitter at SHF Podcast. We have a website that's currently under construction because I forgot to put photos on it a couple of days ago, so I'm going to go home and do that after we <laughs> record the next half of this. Uh, our music is Eloise by Royal Headache. A phrase I have wanted to say for, for two dude, years. Dude, I was waiting oh, for you to say yeah. that. Yeah, honestly, gay. I was scared you might not remember. Oh, I remember. What a great song. It Folks, really is. Yeah, rock out to it. Yeah, go. It's fun. Uh, yeah, honestly, go to their band camp and download that song. It's actually awesome. They unfortunately broke up. But uh, they still have a band camp. I checked. They do. I checked, but yeah. they did break up right around the same time Superhero Fatigue broke up. I'm sorry. So we I did think this we did guys. it. Okay. Maybe they'll get back together now. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. And we're back.